Good evening and welcome to another episode of the DFWTO podcast. I am your host, Casper. I am your other host, Becky Gremlin. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because... Wednesdays are for podcasting and all I just things. Re- I just realized I had the, the recording volume up really loud. Um, I'm really sorry if your ears are now mush. <laughs> sorry, guys. Sorry. Um, so... You guys, before we get to our movie review episode this evening, go grab some coffee, pause, go grab some coffee, go grab, you know, an alcoholic beverage or whatever you prefer because it's going to be a long discussion on the Paranormal Activity series. But before that, of course, Becky found some really cool information about uh, our podcast last week, which we were going over... um, Ernie Rivers when uh, the Poltergeist, Project Poltergeist, Becky found some information that we did not find until the next day after the podcast, so Becky would like to share what she found. Yeah, so guys, you know, we were kind of trying to do a timeline from the year that Ernie was born to about how old he would be if he was still alive, Um, and at the time that we recorded... um, you know, like we said, there was almost little to no information you could find about Ernie whatsoever after this story, after he was like, you know, 14 or 15 years, or uh, after they said he uh, went into the Air Force, I believe. Um, so I was able to find, uh, findagrave.com is actually a pretty accurate website in regards to finding um uh, loved ones, really just about anyone, if you're unsure of where they would be buried or if they possibly had passed away. So um, on Find a Grave, after doing some digging, it looks like, and again, there's no picture, so there's really like no way to corroborate this. Um, but just from, you know, the fact that it says that he was in the Air Force and we know that Ernie was in the Air Force and we know Ernie's birthday was May 6, 1948, and this person's birthday was May 6, 1948. Um, it looks like Ernie passed away February 9th of 2007, and he would have been 58 years old at the time. Um, he had six children, seven, or wait, he had six children, one stepchild, six grandchildren, and I believe three or four great-grandchildren before he had passed away. So, um, he had a big family and hopefully full of a lot of love. Good and, for him. Um, I really hope, you know, it, yeah, that his life was wonderful after everything that happened. And um, yeah, you know, it's unfortunate that he did pass away so young. I mean, 58 to me is very young. So, um, but it sounds like he did have a full life in the time that he did. So um, again, I don't have like a hundred percent definitive evidence, but I connected the dots enough. Um, He lived in New Jersey his whole life. Where he's buried is not far from where he lived in New Jersey. So it's a little coincidental. He stayed. He stayed in New Jersey pretty much his whole life. Is what it looked like. Um, And his wife is still in New Jersey, uh, or widow, I should say. Um, So yeah, rest in peace, Ernie. Um, uh, You know, I hope uh, nothing followed the family. I hope that he was able to have peace throughout his life and that his 
kids and grandkids and great grandkids are doing okay. So, um, yeah, we just wanted to give you guys kind of an update because, um, again, like we said, we, I came up on this story from scared to death podcast and there wasn't a lot of it, you know, and of course they're working with a whole team of people and it's just the two of us. So they couldn't find really any information about Ernie at all. So we had very little to work on as far as finding information about him. But um, again, one other thing I wanted to say, since we did say at the end of last week's podcast that there is a um, <clears throat> movie in the works, it I'm really hoping now, knowing that Ernie has passed on, that hopefully somehow they'll be able to get in touch with members of his family, his widow, and, um, you know, hopefully they're compensated in some way or I don't know, you know, maybe invited to like the red carpet opening. I, I just, my hope is that somebody um, within the production of the movie uh, would reach out and get in touch with the Rivers family. So that's, that's my big thing. That was like one thing that I thought of after knowing that he's passed on, that I hope somebody would get in touch with his family. Would you say that he encountered paranormal activity? <laughs> Which is a great segue into this episode that is all about the paranormal activity series. All six of them. We are very aware there is a seventh. I wish there wasn't. Um, anyway, but of course, before we get into that, after Becky has shared what she wanted to share, we of course need to talk about the sponsor. Calm your body down. I would also like to say, first and foremost, I used one of the lavender chamomile bath bombs last night. Fell asleep in the tub. Now, before everyone comes at me like, oh my god, my tub is literally impossible to drown in because I am too long. So, do not worry. I was I... perfectly safe. Because um, one of my friends was like, um don't do that. And I was like, oh, I, it's literally impossible. I'm too long. I can't, I can't fall under the water. My legs will stop me. Yeah. My <laughs> tub, I would literally like, I would have to like flip over upside down. Yeah. To drown and in my And still bathtub. throw my legs and in the still, air. Right. And would have no idea how the fuck that would happen unless it's some fucking, uh, Final Destination shit. <laughs> like, I have no idea, because I am not flexible at all. I have a lot of arthritis. I have no idea how, like, in the course of falling asleep in the way that I'm shaped in my bathtub, that my whole legs would flip, like, I, like, hit my closet door. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> my whole legs would, like, flip upside down above my head, and then I would fall and drop. Like I mean, I understand. My last tub, our tub in my old apartment... I could have drowned in that one because it was it was kind of long, yeah. So it was a lot easier to slide because also the back of the tub was a complete slant, so it was a lot easier to do it in that tub. In this tub, it's not a slant. There's a small slant, but not enough, and literally my legs would stop me. So and I also have one of those. I in my tub have one of those neck pillow things. They're pretty cheap on Amazon. I want to get one of those tables that you can just yeah. put like a book on and you can put like wine. There's a TikTok. Oh God. TikTok. Here we go. <laughs> I'm sorry guys. This is so I'm getting bit tonight. R.I.P. that. I'm taking a bath. <laughs> I'm taking a bath and 
No, um, it was uh, that song by Enya in the background. Who can sing? And this guy, it was because I heard a guy's voice. I'm so I'm assuming bath drawn had one of those tables and was going to eat a pizza in the bathtub. Had the pizza on the table. Oh no! Was walking into the bathtub. That song is playing in the background. The table pops. The pizza slips into the bath water. And you hear this guy's voice go, fuck. And then the video ended. I'm getting ripped tonight. R.I.P. that pizza. Hey. I laughed. And what really was the icing on the cake of that video. Or was, was it the, the pepperoni fucking, on the pizza? Right. Was the Enya song in the background. <laughs> the whole who can say pizza, pizza slips in on a day fuck and it's, I'm like holy I'm fucking losing you like me with that fucking I watched video. it over and right sometimes TikTok videos all it takes is the fucking whatever like music they pick to go with the video I will watch that shit over, I'll watch it 45 fucking times. Would I have laughed as hard as I did with a rat jumping off of that without the Panaman music? Probably not. Unless would I, have I laughed, believe I can fly. Would I have laughed that hard with the pizza slipping off? Probably the first time. But I watched it 40 fucking times <laughs> because that goddamn Inya song. And then he just yelled, fuck! And then the video ends. I was like, so anyway, Mood. don't, um, if you guys are going to use one of the bath bombs, don't eat pizza. In the bathtub, I would recommend, or don't lay it on the table. R.I.P. that pizza. <laughs> don't lay it on one of those tables, because apparently they cannot support a whole medium pizza. So I would just <laughs> it was a giant pizza. I never would have thought in a million pizza. years to have put a pizza on that table, though, to be honest. Well, you. this guy did, and he'll never fucking do it again. Unless I had a TV and my mounted on my fucking shower. Unless he decided to say fuck it and take the bath and smell like pepperoni pizza all goddamn day. What bath bomb did you use? A medium pizza from Papa John's? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's an expensive fucking bath bomb. Sixteen ninety nine. All around me are familiar faces. bath bombs yeah so those those things that i make for my company <laughs> yes um so guys everything's on etsy you should make again a bath bomb. um no that's not <laughs> happening um i don't you know unless you guys want one you know you that can would dm be disgusting or bd on no i'm absolutely not gonna make a fucking pizza um no no way you know if i could get a mold and make it look like a pizza that would be cute. That'd be cool. But, I'm but what not would you make it smell like? Meat? Smell like <laughs> or cheese? Che no, Who the smell of smell cheese like is che awful. <laughs> Jungle gyms. I'm gagging that whole fucking aisle. Okay. I mean, like, I love to eat cheese, but yes. I don't want to smell all of them together in one room. Like, Could you imagine how disgusting like every, smell? like every cheese. 
Your bathroom would be. Uh, no, nope. I don't even want to think. Okay, we got way off topic. Sorry, guys. Bath bombs. Don't think about cheese. Um, or not anyway. Um, <laughs> that was awful. Don't think about cheese. Sorry. Anyway, bath bombs. Um, they're on Etsy, and this, yeah. That's all I got. I'm, I'm done. Bath bombs on Etsy. Go to them. <laughs> we butchered this. Thanks. Anyway, sorry. I'm Calm done. your buddy down. I'm getting ripped tonight. R.I.P. That pizza. A. I will never say pussy ever I again. Think that's it the will worst. always be pizza now. It will always be pizza. I think that's the worst program. <laughs> You guys, there's a new moon uh, eclipse tomorrow, and um, and I've had a rough week. day already. I've so. had a rough, I've had a rough life. <laughs> I wasn't even good. I've life. had a rough thirty-seven years. <laughs> I've had a rough twenty-eight years. However, the fuck old I am. I almost forgot. I have a birthday coming up, and I literally almost forgot. <laughs> Well, I'm over here like 28. <laughs> okay, so my birthday's in June. So by January, I already say the age that I'm going to turn for that year. So by the time I do turn that age, I forget how old I actually am. So in my head, I thought I was turning 38. And I was like, huh, what? And then you're turning 37. I was like, did I? Yes. Okay. I was like, did I miss a whole other year? Like when I thought, never happened. Like when I thought, it's a, it was but then I thought I missed 2021 too because I was like wait I'm not turning 38. Wait I can do the math. Wait. <laughs> math. Uh, <laughs> year you were born. <laughs> Carry the one. <laughs> and with the remainder <laughs> which I'll get for which I'll get for 12. Which I'll get for number 12. <laughs> I am done. <laughs> I am. So TikTok is ruining us. TikTok is ruining our lives. It's, all your fault. it's a life ruiner. I didn't, even, I didn't even want it, and you were like, "You have to," and I was like, "God damn it!" And I like, have it. And you know why though? How much joy is it? Hours. Just so how much by. joy? I look at the clock. I'm like, what? Fucking. <laughs> when your husband comes home and you turn around and jump because you realize. You have been on TikTok for almost three hours and it's 3.30 and your husband's home and you've done nothing. <laughs> like you have literally done nothing. nothing. Like I have literally, I've, I've heard the door and I jump and I'm like, it's 3.30. It's come to the point now where when people ask me what I'm doing, they're like, what are you doing tonight? Or what are you doing tomorrow night? I'm like, mm, I'll probably go home, you know, make dinner, shower, and then watch TikTok. I, I act like it's a movie or a show. Like, I, I'm i like, I'm just going to watch TikTok all night. Yeah. All night. Remember me telling all you night. that I got stuck Not on one guy's page because he literally went through 24 parts of one story that started through one TikTok where I had to know the backstory. You motherfuckers on TikTok, let me tell you something. This shit pisses me the fuck off about TikTok. When they do the story time. It's 24 parts and I'm sewing. And they're a minute apiece. And before you know it, you've spent an entire show, episode of a show on TikTok. So if they're a minute apiece, yeah, I spent 25. I watched a half hour sitcom 
of one guy telling one story <laughs> on fucking TikTok. Wait, but you- it was a really good story. <laughs> that was like the story of the girl who was talking about how His she found ex- out that her boyfriend cheated on her. And the girl that he cheated on her with didn't know about her, but they found out about each other. Okay. So they fucked, but they, then he found them fucking. I know. And then he went downstairs and then his dad was like, she makes her scream louder than you ever did. I know that story. This one, long story short, because I'm not going to go into every fucking part. Gay guy caught his closeted brother-in-law at the time having an affair with his friend. was homeboy was married to his sister closeted as fuck and his gay friend well long story short the gay friend was like that's just kind of fucked up like if you know and i've heard this like if you start messing with someone and you know they're closeted and you're like they're in a straight relationship and you're like shaming them to come out like and you think it's okay to cheat with them like Cause you really are gay, so it's okay for us to know what the fuck it's not, because you're still cheating, and you need to be your genuine self, and that's fucked up to that person that's closeted too, because you got them all fucked up in the anyway. I've just heard, I've heard of that shit happening before, and that irks my fucking nerve. You do not do that to someone. That is gaslighting. That is super fucked up. You know, closeted brother-in-law finally came out and is with a partner and, you know, is happy. But, like, look at all the shit he had to go through. Like DFWTO therapy session. Yeah, don't do not do that. Don't do that. Just even people that are closeted, like, leave people alone. Let people figure it out. Figure it out. Themselves they'll figure it out. out. Don't fucking. They'll figure it out. <laughs> yep. They'll, they definitely will. <clears throat> anyway. Um... Lots of that before they figure it out. And then. <laughs> I almost said, well, that's mostly just women. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. <laughs> you really were about to say that? And I was like, honey, no. I'm sorry. I'm very gay. I am very limited. I am very limited to my holes. I, I just, apologize. I just know. No, men like it too. Gay anyway, men. so. um, Well, and straight men. Yeah. Okay. So I, I dated Wait, a guy. Well, you well, know, I feel like Dan. Uh, I'm not going to say his name. I yeah. Feel like he, 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 I mean, I did too. And he. What's is really funny is that Becky definitely met me. not straight. Becky met me while I was with him. Let's just put it this and way: and was like neither have... one of you were straight. Let's put it this way: we both have exes that are questionable. Oh, for sure. That like we know, but do you they know what I almost just said? Know. What I almost just said? Yeah, and the girls I were with were questioning. <sighs> <sighs> what? <laughs> I'm going home. Questioning what? <laughs> What were they quite? Am I straight? Let's fuck around. Let's find out. <laughs> Let's we we you know you are never gonna get you know if you have to do that anyway. I'm sorry. If you Google, if you have to, if you've ever taken a quiz, if you're gay, happy pride. <laughs> I lost my mind when I saw that because I was like, first of all, stop. I've done Second it. of all. Did you ever get those teen magazines and you were like, I gotta take this quiz. Does he love me? I hated those because <laughs> my dumb friends wanted to do those. And I was like, who gives a fuck? I hated those because he never loved me. <laughs> Just kidding. 
I didn't care if he did or not. Because <laughs> I'm not straight. Do, have you ever tried to look back at a moment in life where you ever were straight? <laughs> like, I, I sincerely, like, especially when, like, TikTok brings up shit. And I look back at my childhood and I'm like, was I ever straight? I look at old pictures of myself, like, kid, kid, kid right. pictures. And I'm like, honey. <laughs> no. You, uh, no. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I've been, like, rocking queer since I was four. Like, it yes. it hasn't even, like, I mean, I look, I look back on pictures and things I did, and I'm like, I was four years old, and I'm going, and I feel like I just got home, and I feel. <laughs> I can feel something. Oh, because I love, I love that. Like, queer songs, artists, like, you, I don't, you know. Okay, but seriously, rain on me. Am I the only one who thought that they were saying, I'd rather be drunk, but at least I'm alive? I could see that. I was like, it's dry. I'm saying drunk. <laughs> I could see. I could see that. I'm gonna be drunk. I, <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> because you know what? Same. I'd so, rather be drunk, but at least I'm alive. That's me at work every fucking day. Anyway, you know, um, I'm depressed, but at least I. <laughs> But you're still depressed. <laughs> less, is, less depresso, more espresso. We have got to get into these movies. We're I'm never sorry. Gonna get okay, guys, paranormal activities. <laughs> so, um, when we do these, you guys know various the series. Um, we're gonna go over each one briefly. Uh, IMDb ratings, our thoughts, and then at the end, we're gonna rank what's our uh, favorites, favorites and... to least. And of course, you know, um, <clears throat> I can't wait to get to the ones we're going to rip to shreds. But, um, and if which you are really hearing my stomach, them, I'm a, I apologize because Taco Bell. I thought it was mine. It's me. It does it to me too. So, because I can, I can Either feel one. it while it's going, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, this is mine. It happens. Also, um, I've had Taco Bell two days in a row, so my body's like, mm -hmm. Anyway, um, some so people heard that and went, yes, and some people heard that and went, no. And some people heard that and went, yo, get a Taco Bell. <laughs> God, I wish I would have kept that fucking shirt. That thing probably would have been worth a fortune. Taco Bell March now is worth a fortune. I had a promo. I want to get the hot sauce pants and they're like $25. I had a promo shirt from when those commercials first came out with that Chihuahua and... God damn, that, that was, was yours. Like, that was mine. <laughs> that that shirt would be at least, I think, like 20, 25 years old if wow. I would have fucking kept that you shit. Kept it. God damn it. Anyway. So Paranormal Activity 1, which actually had a fantastic... I think... I feel like Paranormal Activity was super advertised correctly because it didn't come out everywhere it was in select theaters so i was telling my husband about this and it kind of jogged his memory that this was he kept getting blair witch mixed up with it and i said i promise you blair witch didn't do this honey <laughs> paranormal, paranormal activity was the one that originally like the marketing was so spot on that they would only they would never show you clips from the movie it would just show you the audience Mm -hmm. reaction to what was happening and then 
did the viral campaign of if you want to see this and you want it to play in your town, go to www.whatever. And, um, <clears throat> you know, after that, a lot, a lot of other movies did that afterwards. But par I believe Paranormal Activity was the first one to where, like, you you had to demand that you Which is wanted cool. Paranormal Activity played in, in the theater in your town. I was like, that is so fucking... Like, the viral marketing was unreal. Now, my this. roommate actually went and saw it in theaters um, when it came out into theaters, completely blind. And she said, she said the first time she saw it, it truly scared the absolute shit out of her. Because, number one, it's going into it blind. You know, and you, you, you have no idea what you're watching. You have no idea what, what the story is. You've got li literally nothing. Did you see it in theaters, too? The first one? I didn't see the first one in theaters. I didn't start seeing it in theaters until four. I didn't know because I was <clears> trying <throat> to think. It, I, the release date, <clears throat> excuse me, when I saw that it came out in 2009, I did not know. No. I don't think I saw... I don't know if I've seen any of them in theaters, to be honest with you. I think all of them I saw later on. I don't think I saw any of them in the theater. Um, kind of wish I would have seen the first one. Yeah, I do. The first one I regret. The first seeing. one especially. I really wish I would have. The first one I've seen in theaters. Saw in theater was four, and I saw five in the theater, and I saw six in the theater. I regret not seeing the first three in the theater, but... You know what? Wait a minute. For some reason, I feel like I saw five in the theaters, but now I don't. I don't know if I did. Or I not. can't even remember what movie I've seen with you. So clearly, you know. <laughs> um, but anyway, so Paranormal Activity. Um, you know, Katie and Mika. What, what was the IMDb rating on that? Six point three. Um, and this film was actually filmed in eighty-three percent Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. Yeah, uh, the film was actually filmed in the director's home, uh, Oren Pelly. That was his. That's his actual home. My um, husband did not know that. He's got a really nice. He's got a cool house. And, I and like his he house. Said, but he said that would make total sense because the way that the movie shot, he he knows every inch of his own house. So and not to how, mention how the perfect budget of this film was literally fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, cause that's it. Katie and Mika were paid five hundred. It was either five hundred or fifteen hundred dollars a piece. For Let me tell film. you, securing a location to shoot a film is one of the biggest parts of the budget. Yep, <clears throat> it really is. And I've never made a movie. I just know so much about. I'm a cinephile, guys. If you haven't already noticed, if you're yes. new to the podcast, um. I, it just, if you know the ins and outs and the behind the scenes of how all that works, that is seriously the most, one of the big, one of the most expensive parts of a movie is shooting in location. Especially if you have multiple locations, like when they, like when you've got these really like ridiculous ass budgets where you're doing like, you know, Mission Impossible movies <laughs> or one of the Avengers Marvel. movies or one of the, yeah, and you're like, Shooting in Russia and shooting in, you know so what I mean? Every like, single episode, if I remember correctly, I think this is right. Every episode of WandaVision was a million dollars budgeted. An episode. Well, what was the, remember The Walking Dead was doing that? Yeah. 
It was like shooting a mini movie. But not only you have to remember though those the casts, the casts in yeah. that shit. Not The Walking Dead, but Marvel. Like, right, right. You're, you've got you've got big names, so it's kind of yeah. So it's it's location and casting. Yeah. And he and Paranormal Activity saved on both because Katie Featherston and Mika Sloat were <coughs> unknowns, and they're they essentially kind of playing. They're essentially playing fictionalized versions of themselves which really added to the appeal of this movie because you think you're watching real you think you're watching this happen to real people. Also thank god this is a fictionalized version of Mika. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> we talked a lot about that. Mhm. How when you realize years later after you've been through a series of your own fucked up relationships as my husband like Mortal Kombat attacked me with. Um, and me too. Flawless victory and shit. I had to call um, you and shit. You were like, um, excuse me. <laughs> um, he, this really made perfect sense. So watching it again, flash forward all these years, you know, some god damn, what? Like this 13, came out in 07, so 13, 14, 14 years, years later. You're realizing like Mika was an asshole. Mika was not a good boyfriend. No. He was selfish. You're my girlfriend. This is my house. I'm going to take care of the problem. Um, um, and he gaslit the fuck out of her. Didn't listen to anything she said. I didn't Just, buy a Ouija board. Oh, you motherfucker. I didn't buy one. I borrowed. Like, that's that right there is gaslighting. I... I been in a relationship where someone used to do that to me. <laughs> can you like, come down I here thought and I see, and it, even when she was mad at him, can you come down here and see, help me figure out what's on this Ouija board? I don't give a fuck what's on the Ouija board. I'm like, girl, you tell him. He's like, oh, she's mad. Yeah. Like, by the end of the movie, once she's like full on demon, you're just like, okay, bye, Mika. <laughs> Okay, bye. You have, like, no sympathy for him at all by the end of the movie. Like, he's... Yeah. He gaslights the fuck out of her. And he never listened to anything that she had to say when she was like, you know, we should call him. And he's like, no, I don't want to call him. I don't want that guy here. And, you know, I understand that Mika is coming from the point of view where he doesn't believe in this stuff and he doesn't believe in that and I get that. I think that was part of what Oren Palette Oren Oren was trying to portray is yeah. the complete and total non-believer. Because anytime you ever, you know, no pun intended since it's in the title, literal title of the movie. Anytime you're ever making a movie whether it's found footage or not that's a paranormal <clears throat> ghost movie there's always at least one person in the movie that doesn't believe you have the total skeptic they don't believe in anything because well because you need that because in real life you need that mm -hmm. you need that person that can debunk anything in any situation until they can't and then it's like okay maybe but also there's something is... called being a healthy skeptic and that too yeah, you can't be completely dismissive. And there are skeptics out there that are completely dismissive. And they 
aggravate the holy shit. Like, bitch, if it's something there's like there's even there's even famous ones, and I'm not even gonna name names, but there's there's famous skeptics out there that really piss me off because they just yeah. Well, it's like fucking. You're gonna have something fly at your wall and scream. Oh, that wasn't no. Bitch, I would have scared the motherfucking shit out of me. Yeah. No. So anyway, you're following Katie and Mika, and Katie, you know, she has these talks with the the medium that comes over, or the psychic. Yeah, this is one of the central parts. This is kind of in the middle of the movie when shit's really happening, and this medium comes in. And you're kind of getting a backstory. She's giving you a backstory because he, you know, typically they are going to ask questions like, did something happen in your childhood? If because he basically deduced that this was not a spirit but something demonic that particularly is attached to her. Because Mika's like, well, why don't we just give it what it wants and you know, gone? And he's like, because probably what it probably wants is Katie, right? And she tells him. Um, stories about her childhood and her and her sister coming up and um, apparently something happened like they there was a fire that happened in their house they lost Nobody everything was hurt, but they lost everything um, and the, the f- nothing was ever determined as to what caused the fire and right. she was like you know we never said it was anything paranormal we just we didn't know and she's like then we moved um, and she's like talking about how it has basically followed her. Well, didn't they say they lived with their grandma? Did she say they lived with their grandma? I don't remember time? her saying that. But okay, but she did mention that they moved. Yeah, as many times as I've seen this movie, you would think I remember it word for word. I've seen this movie an ungodly amount of times. Same. Um, and then he starts going around the house and he goes, you know, like predominantly the activities in here, isn't it? And he's in their bedroom and she's like, yeah, and. Basically, he gives her a name and number of a demonologist because he's like, quite, you know, quite frankly, I'm uh, very uncomfortable with dealing with demons. And um, he's like, you're going to be fine. And she's like, oh, thank you. And he left. And um, Katie wanted to immediately call the demonologist. And Mika said no. He didn't want anything to do with it. And Katie's like, okay, well, if it gets worse, I'm going to call him. Well, by the time she calls him, it's fucking bad yeah by the time she actually calls him because fucking mika's just like dismissing it dismissing it dismissing it and it gets to the point where she finally calls him but she can't get a hold of him because he's actually in another country um so they invite the psychic now has the ouija board already burned but by the time this happens has this already happened where mika borrows the ouija board and they leave and they come back and it's moved around and caught fire i think so yeah that okay that has already happened mm-hmm. and that's part of like what what actually the makes it mad um and then she calls the psychic back in because they can't get a hold of the demon ops and the psychic won't even come in the fucking house like by that point the demonic energy is on overload and he can feel it and he's flat out like i can't help you and I, of course you know there you. are points when the, the camera's on him and katie's Getting up in the middle of the night and staring at Mika for ungodly amounts of time. Two, which my three husband, hours. Which my husband flat out told me, I don't blame him either, because I do the same thing. He's like, if I ever caught you doing that, I'm 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 clocking you straight out. Like, I'm just, <laughs> he's like, I'm cold cocking you. Like, please don't take it per like I don't no. you know, I would never hit you. But like at that point, it's not you. I'm gonna be like, <laughs> what the fuck? And I'm like, well, just know 
if the shoe's on the other foot, I'm knocking you the fuck out too. <laughs> it's hard. I may not knock you out, but I'm gonna punch you as hard as I can. So you just know. <laughs> like, we basically made, like, we came to an understanding that if one of the two of us pulls a Katie and we just wake up in the middle of the night and one of us is just standing on the other side of the, the other's bed and just fucking staring, you're getting punched in the face. Like, you better, <laughs> I better knock, knock out the demon out of you. Or I don't fuck with that, man. I no. will wrap my rosary beads around my hand like I'm taping them for an MMA fight and punch you with Jesus in the face. Not that deep. Jesus. Um, so yeah, that happens. And then, you know, it continues to get worse. It continues to get worse. Eventually, you know, they do the, the powder on the floor. Um, and then the powder leads them to the closet where the attic. Okay. Yeah. This is a central part because this comes up, this comes back up a lot. And they find this picture of Katie um, at their old house. And, and it's, it's got burnt, like... This one has burned... It looks like it's been burned around the edges. And Katie's like, I have no idea how this would have gotten here because we lost everything in the fire. Like, that... When we go back through the other movies, you'll find... You know, that was actually in a photo album. So, mm -hmm. like, there wouldn't have been any reason why it would have been in their attic, in their house. Um, yeah, so that that just... That's really fucked up. So the by part the time... that gets me the most is the part that's coming up, though, is when it drags her out of bed, literally drags her yeah, out of bed, and then slams the door. Yeah. That part still, I'm like, fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> still to this day, because that's when it really, because everything else is so, that was the appeal of the first one off rip, is you never see this thing. Mm -hmm. You see the footsteps, you hear a bunch of fucked up sounds, um, shadows, the Ouija board moving around, like, all of that is fucked. It's like Jaws. You you never see the fucking shark, but it's enough to just scare the shit out of you. But that initial, when she gets dragged, is like when Jaws pops out of the water. And it is such a huge climax in the movie. Um, because that's ultimately when the demon has her. Yeah. Right. Because after that, there's that like thing where Mika's trying to get her to leave and she doesn't want to leave. And then Mika leaves the room and the camera turns to her and she has that like weird fucked up smile on her face and like, okay. <laughs> and then the very, very end. Now, this is how I know this movie scared the shit out of me because, well, we all know. Um, at well, some the point, original ending of the film, because it wasn't right. supposed to have sequels right the right. original ending of the film is, was she killed mika and then herself and then herself but yes the theatrical ending that everybody saw which later is the obvious reason you know is the is the reason why it turned into a obvi obvious series is what i meant of films is that um she gets up walks downstairs you hear her scream mika walks downstairs Next thing you know, Mika is thrown into the camera. And this part, I did not watch. It took me years. Years! Because I did not want to... That bitch gets right up to the fucking camera. And I did not want to see what her demon face looked like. So it took... It took literal years after watching this movie. Where the very, very end I would not watch. Up until a few years ago. I finally did. 
And it's still, I mean, the face is fucking scary. I don't give a shit what anybody says. It's it's fucking scary. It's worse than four, but, but we'll get it there. Scared, it scared the piss out of me. Like, I was so, I was just so scared. I did, I was already so terrified at that point because I realized what was happening that I was like, nope, I don't want to see your face. I don't want to see it. And then, um, yeah, the cutaway and then it, you know, the, the text comes up on the screen that they found Mika's body several days later. Katie's whereabouts are unknown. I remember and, she uh, literally, like Katie Featherston in interviews was like, I would go to the grocery store, like after that was filmed. And she's like, no. people would literally, she's like, there were people that would see me and run. Oh yeah. They would, would just run. And she's like, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> like, no offense um that would be kind of dope i'd be like oh people run away from me <laughs> cast me as a katie and like oh like, you leave me the fuck alone so really? as far as what you rate this one what do you rate paranormal activity one oh like a one through ten if i was doing like an imd um this is based on personal because this is one of my ultimate favorite God, this is so... horror movies. It's a 10 out of 10 yeah. for me, easily. Yeah. Because Blair, Witch, Blair Witch and Paranormal Activity to me are perfect films. Yeah. They are 10 I, out of 10. I, I, because every time I watch them over and over and over, it's like there's always something new I discover that just adds to the perfection of these movies like i just i i and i say wait we've seen, I can't, we've seen them hundreds I'm, i was of times. i was literally sitting here trying to go through my head and i'm like there's nothing especially like i said if you if you've ever had any trauma from past relationships or you've also dated a narcissist that used to gaslight you i suggest going back and taking paranormal activity another ride if you haven't watched it in a few years <laughs> because you're gonna see me got in a whole new fucking light and that gave me like a newfound appreciation for the movie too. So I, yeah, there is not, you have those people that could argue all day long with you about nonsense, but at the end of the day, this, this movie's flawless as far as, a and, and to be, and God damn it, I'm going to fucking say it because the found, the found footage genre has given us so many beyond shitty fucking movies <laughs> that to have one god even two Blair Witch Project to have two found footage films be fucking flawless like literally not a goddamn thing wrong with them I mean technically you could say Hell House really is perfect too oh my god look honestly look <laughs> look sometimes you have to dig the through the third shits. one is Mm, I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to talk about it. I literally don't want to talk about it. I was so <laughs> fucking mad at Hell, Hell, Hell House LLC. Hell, Hell, Hell. I can't even get it out. I'm so angry because the third one, I was like, anyway. Um, I just, when a movie makes you so angry, you like get clumped, clumped, and you can't even words and words because <laughs> like, you're so mad yep because you're so mad yep. it was so fucking terrible um but yeah it's flawless and we all know i know people that literally hate found footage as a genre like they won't even watch like they love horror but won't even watch found footage 
films because there are so many fucking bad ones. There are so many. Yeah, oh but God, the, same, so many the same could be said about regular horror. Sometimes you just have to get through. You, you, you gotta dig find, through the shit. Look, if you love horror, if you're a person that really latches on to horror, you find a gem in every fucking genre. So I'm one of these people where I'm like, if you don't love every genre of horror, then like, what kind of horror fan are you really? Because you're going to find a gem and you don't have to love every genre as a whole, but there's a gem in every fucking genre. There is. And I, and, and fight me on it. Fight me on it. There's a gem in every fucking genre. And if you want to at me, come the fuck at me. You know where to find me. Um, uh, but you have to request because I have a private page. <laughs> fuck you. Um, but you know where to find me. Because I'll fight you. Like, there is. There's there's genres of horror that I don't particularly care for. But there's a gem in every fucking one. Not a, I'm not a fan there of just is. vomit gore. But, you know... Maybe, but, maybe there's a gem out there, you know? Um, Deathgasm. The That's whole probably fucking, the most popular one. Literally the whole opening of the movie, there's a giant, and I mean, I hate it too, but like that scene is insanely amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what I'm saying. There's a gem. There is. I don't care what you say. I literally don't care what you say, whether you like it or not. There's one in every one. There just is. Um, but yeah, this movie's flawless. I, I can't. You know, you you just be picky as hell if you're, you know. And then and then those are the people where I'm like, well, make your, why don't you get fifteen grand and make your own fucking movie? Um, <laughs> when people do that too, I want to be like, tell me how it could have been better. Tell me, what would you have done differently? Because it well, it they nit it's nitpicky. Mm -hmm. Shit gets very well. I would have done the lighting. <laughs> oh, okay, like literally, shut up. Oh no, I look. You're on Twitter. You know who I'm talking about. You know mm -hmm. these people. You know these people. Mm -hmm. You know these people. I do. <coughs> Choking. <laughs> Will the sound in that scene... Don't die. Will the sound in that scene and they didn't have the water bottle and I would have... You know what I'm talking about. You literally know what I'm talking about. I mean, that one scene in Game of Thrones where you could literally see the Starbucks cup. That's incredible. That was really fucking great. That caused a worldwide sensation. That's when you know they stopped giving a shit. All right, guys. So, Paranormal Activity 2. Fucking um, Sophie Turner and her jewel. I'm so sorry. That's like, that's why. And that's the tea. It's like, uh, Paranormal Activity 2 was the sequel prequel to Paranormal Activity 1. Katie and Mika were in it as well. And then we brought in Molly Ephraim. Ephraim? Ephraim? Uh, who played Allie. I believe Ephraim. Uh... Sprague? Is it Sprague? Graydon? Are you talking about Christy? Honey Child. That name. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to... I think it is Sprague Graydon. That. Um, who the fuck was Brad? Oh, Brad was her boyfriend. I'm like, who the fuck? Who the fuck is Brad? Brad was Allie's boyfriend. And then Brian Boland played the dad. And I don't know why and on IMDb's Daniel picture Ryan. he looks so freaking young. In this picture? Ooh, weird. I don't... Yeah, well. So, basically, and then you have uh, Vivis Colombetti, who plays Martine. Um, so, in this one, you're following Christy, who is Katie's sister. And uh, she has a boy. She has a son. And she names him Hunter. 
And ever, you know, when Hunter's born, like, things start kind of being weird. They bring him home. The house is ransacked. Well, we should, we should preface that, okay, so Allie's, Christy is Daniel's second wife. Mm -hmm. His first wife, he's widowed, and Allie is his daughter from that relationship, and him and Christy have baby Hunter. That's their child together. And, um... Not long after bringing Hunter home, do things start happening in their house. Um, the, yeah, they come home and they, they think the house has been uh, burglarized, but the only thing that's actually missing is, uh, wasn't there a ring? That It was a necklace. A necklace that. That her grandmother, grandmother gave had her, given her. Yeah. And a, the box of tapes that Katie okay, had taken that, over there. Yeah, that comes back back in another movie but um you yeah you find out that there was some stuff that their mother uh so in this because isn't there a point where when christy brings the tapes or when katie brings the tapes at in that movie i forget which one it is but when katie was it the beginning the of tapes, two or the beginning of three i think it's the beginning of three when katie brings <sighs> the tapes over she says how did i get all this from when mom died oh yeah. It was the beginning of three when Christy brings the tapes over. That was the beginning she's of three. She's like, can I, can I bring some, can I store some stuff at your house? And she's like, that's oh, right. Okay. Because that's their basement. And then they she didn't says, mention the tapes until the third one. You're right. Until the third one. You're right. Because Christy, yeah. Katie looks at, and she goes, how did I get all this shit? Uh, when, after mom died. That's right. Um, yeah. So that's the only thing that's missing. And, um, so the dad, deci Daniel decides to have, uh, cameras installed in the house and, uh, the cameras start catching. Well, like one thing that I remember that was really crazy was, uh, he said something about the pool cleaner keeps popping out of the pool <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck? And then they find, and then they look back at the footage and you literally see the thing. Like, it looks like somebody picks it up out of the fucking pool and you're like, what the fuck? So, like, that was one thing that was really crazy. Um, the dog is... The dog. They have a German oh, shepherd. Dog. They have a German shepherd, remember? And the mm -hmm. dog never... As shit really starts happening, that dog never leaves Hunter's room. That Until she finally never, does and then gets hurt. Yeah, and then the dog gets... Well, it gets drawn into the basement. Mm -hmm. when the, And then something comes out of the basement and hurts the dog. Um... It was a really significant scene, too, so where Daniel and Christy go out for a night to go out to dinner or whatever, and uh, Allie is watching Hunter, and she thought she heard something outside, and she gets locked out of the house. And is that where you start seeing Hunter? Hunter gets up, lifted out of, out of his crib. I'm like, no. <laughs> and, um... Bitches yeah. running around until the basement door opens on its own, and then just... He goes in the basement. Right. And then by the time they get home, she's nowhere to be found. And he's back up in his crib. Right. And, and then Allie shows up. She shows like, up and they're like, what the been? fuck? And she's like, you don't understand. Like, and then she shows him the video and he's like, yeah, see, that was a gust of wind. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? That wasn't a gust of wind. So throughout this happening, they, uh, Allie does some research and she's talking to her boyfriend about it um, where she looks into 
Katie and Christie's family history and finds out that like going back, I think like 60 years, yeah. Hunter is the first boy to ever be born in their family lineage. So, and they actually do discuss like, and you're like, what the fuck? That they like, would sacrifice their first male born son for riches. Now, how um, did that come about? Cause she was reading what the, she was reading how did she find that information? Was it when that symbol, how does that symbol, does that symbol show up in the second one? That symbol doesn't really show up until the third one. But. Okay, so I've got to. I forget how exactly she I gotta figured that, that out. I gotta look that up. Because that's a really, that's a really central part of It is because she's like, when he's Alex reading it. He's trying to give her a back massage, and she's like, no, because she's reading basically the entire plot of this entire series. <laughs> because, I mean, you do wonder when... Oh, okay, okay, okay. As stuff starts... Okay, when Christy... Now, at one point, Christy believes it's haunted, and she starts talking to Katie... And that's mm -hmm. when her and Katie talk about when they were kids. Mm -hmm. And like, don't you remember what used to happen when we were kids? And Katie's like, yeah, I remember you stopped talking. Mom wouldn't stop crying all the time. She's like, just don't talk about it. If you just don't talk about just it. Just ignore it. Just ignore it. She kept saying that. And then Allie becomes, since Allie's from a previous marriage and she starts looking more into the family, that's when she discovers... And she starts thinking, oh, okay, well, they, Martine that we mentioned was their housekeeper. And Daniel fires Martine when she burns sage in the house because she, uh, Allie speaks Spanish and she is telling Allie that there are evil spirits in this house. So Allie starts to believe that there is demonic activity in this house. And she discovers that humans can make deals with demons for wealth or power by forfeiting the soul of the firstborn son. Yep. Once she starts researching demons. And then it says, if the deal is not fulfilled, the demon will stick to the family until another son is born. And she's telling, as she's telling this stuff to her boyfriend, that's when she discovers that Hunter is the first male to be born on Christy and Katie's side of the family since the 1930s. So like I said, over 60 years. It also so makes first... sense too, because the, both of the houses, the houses in the first one and the house in the second one, the first house is Katie's. The second one is Christie's. How in the fuck can they afford those houses? Unless they were passed, you know, someone passed money down to them. <laughs> She's like, you know I, I'm a You're student. Right. I'm you a student. Mika's right. a day trader. You know what? You're right. That is so crazy. Mika moved in with her. I totally forgot about Daniel that moved in, in with Christy. And Daniel moved in with Christy. And you're like... They moved in with them. They were able to afford what? those houses on their own. I never even realized that with Christy. I just thought it was like a bad episode of House Hunters that... Uh, they're a... Uh, uh, she's a student and he's a part-time day trader. Their price range for houses <laughs> Two million is dollars. $2 million. <laughs> and you're like... Well, because this isn't, this is what? It was in San Francisco? Yeah. Where is no, Carlsbad? That's, yes. But still California. Where period. the fucking, well, anyway, you're in like LA. You're in, yeah. you're in the Richie Rich, especially Christie's fucking house. Jesus Christ. That house was ridiculous. That's the why I'm like, 
Katie had a pool too. Oh, that's right. She's a bitch had a pool too. God damn it. Like they're, you know what? You're right. The rich ass houses. I was like, oh wow. Grandma's I, I actually figured that out from the first one when she said that she was a student and Mika was a day trader. I'm like, when you said that, I'm like, how the fuck did they the afford a house in California with a pool in the I was like, the only way they could have afforded, afforded that is if there were riches in their family. Their grandmother worshipped this demon and wanted riches, which <laughs> hereditary. Hello. Same exact So that would concept. go like all the way back. Yeah. That literally the movie that, hereditary. That's the this, same demon. So back in the 1930s, that would mean great, 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 great grandma, whatever made this pact. And the demon was like, okay, but just remember when that, Firstborn male gets here. I'm fucking taking him. Like I don't care. If of course, that woman. By I that don't point, care if it's like whatever. Year, I'm not gonna be yeah, she's like, man, whatever. <laughs> and uh, you know, down the line, they think they're okay because they're like, phew, missed another one. Phew, missed another one. And all of a sudden, Hunter's born, and it's like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, like he's oh no, come. oh no. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so basically, this entire film, things are getting bad. Everything centering around Hunter once you start to figure out, once Allie says that, you pretty well figure out that that's who they're coming after. So they, um, text that's showing up on the screen each night is giving you like the date and night one, night two, night. So as it's going along, one part shows you that this was right after, uh, Mika had died. Mm -hmm. And, that's when um, they take the uh, dog to the vet, and Christy's Christy alone. Gets, Christy's alone in the house. With Hunter, she gets dragged into the basement from the upstairs, all the way down the stairs, all the way through the house, <laughs> down into the basement. By the time they come back home, Allie, Allie and Daniel. Uh, and Christy is acting really fucking crazy. Uh, won't let anybody near Hunter. Is acting real, act you know, aggressive towards Allie. Um, they Allie's also like, uh, one thing that we forgot to mention in the first one that they show in the second one. They're both bit. Like the bite is like the demon has them. Oh, that's right. That's when you know. Yeah, because yeah, Christy had the bite on her thigh. Where did Katie have? She like, had it on her. Yeah, had this big ass back. bite, and then yeah, Christy's was on her thigh. Um, when Daniel comes back, because Allie's like begging him, like something's going on. You need to come back here. By the time Daniel gets back, uh. Do they call Martine? How do they get the? How do they? They called her first. Yeah, and because they knew like Christie's like the, the things are really bad, so they call her and she starts setting things up and she basically tells them that the only way to truly get rid of it is to pass it on to a family member. Which, by the way, the picture that Katie that Mika found from the first one mysteriously falls out of a photo album that Christy has and the picture is perfect. There's yeah. no there's no burn marks. There's nothing on it. The picture's nothing. fine. Um, she tells them you need to pass it along to a family member. Allie is very uncomfortable with this. She's like, that's her sister. We can't do this. And Daniel's like, fuck it. I don't care. 
Um, so basically what happens is, long story short, he takes a crucifix and transfers the demon from Christy to Katie. And by doing that, uses the picture of Katie, but they burn it. So that's actually how the picture gets burned. So then that's, yeah. That's and that's essentially realize. like, and after like a couple weeks, that things was when, start slowing down there. Well, and that's, and that's when, when like, Katie kills Mika. Well, Katie starts saying things are happening here. Right. Or happening in our house. And Allie and Christy was like, oh, well, you know, just remember, don't talk about it. And she's like, yeah, you're right. And then right. the next time they show the next night. Right. Katie fucking shows so up. So this, by this time, Mika's dead. Because she's already killed Mika. Um, <laughs> Allie is on a on a trip. You find out mm -hmm. after the end credits. Because um, she comes home and finds her dad dead. Katie kills him. And then um, you see the scene. Well, you know, not only does the text come on the screen, but by the way that Christy is dressed, because the white shirt that she was wearing has the blood on the front of it. Mm -hmm. So when she comes up the steps and kills Christy and takes Hunter, she's got the blood on the front of her shirt. And uh, she walks out of the house. And then that's the end of the movie. And that's when you realize that Allie had come home to find her dad And she dead. takes Hunter. Um, to find her dad dead, Hunter's missing. Um, Katie and Hunter's whereabouts are unknown. Um, yeah, and that that's the end of two. So what do you got? A, two. It got a five point seven on IMDb um, and fifty percent Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I feel like it could deserve a little bit more on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that's um, a little. That's a little mean. I. I really liked it as a sequel. Uh, you know, typically sequels are, you know, never better than the original. Um, but as a sequel, I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was really well done. Um, I I love the we we ultimately get the beginning of the story of what's to come with why Hunter is needed with this whole connection with their mom and all that. And Christy and Katie. And it, it, it's like really ramping you. Like the, the first one could have been a standalone mm -hmm. until the very, very end. And then by the second one, it's like really ramping you up to see what's going to happen further in this series. So, um, as a whole, I'll give it an 8.5. I give it an 8. I give it an 8.5. Yeah. Because I, I there's, you know, there's little things, but like I said, it's, it's, it's once you start getting into like the real nooks and crannies of what's going on, it's like really ramping you up to see what's going to happen next. Cause now you're like, okay, we have a backstory here. And then uh, not only do we have a backstory, where the fuck is where the fuck are Katie and Hunter going? So you've got like <laughs> the the second one left you open for not only a prequel but what happens further. So yeah, that's why I say eight point five because you know it it had its moments where you're like okay, but I mean um, it does have the iconic cabinet scene. You know, every everybody. The first time I saw that fucking movie, that scene made me fucking. Scream. Oh, I jumped. Oh, I jumped. <laughs> oh, I definitely. Oh, if you didn't, the fuck, like I definitely, I definitely jumped. I jumped twenty five feet. Here. She like, launched. I, yeah. It. Oh yeah. I mean, because it came out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's which brings us to Paranormal Activity three. 
So there was actually, there were three years in between one and two, and then three came out the year after. So it was 2007, 2010, and now we're into 2011 with three. Um, and this one, Katie and Christy are in it. Oh, this adults. one also got a 5.8. Um, but this one is, um, this one also, oh, the second one also, real quick, the second one, Oren Pele did not direct, a gentleman by the name of Todd Williams directed it, and, um, oh, he was married to Famke Jensen at one time. Oh, um, very interesting. And then the third one is directed by, um. Henry Joost. Henry Henry Joost. It's actually pronounced Joost. And um, Ariel Schulman. And um, if Ariel Schulman doesn't sound familiar to anybody out there, his brother is Neve from Catfish. Ariel directed. Oh, wow. The show Catfish was based on a movie. If people don't remember the movie, that was like a sort of docu yeah. documentary. Um, Ariel directed that and is actually in it because he's Neve's brother. Um, That's baby Kate. So, yeah. If what the didn't fuck? Know, Okay. Um, she's 21 now. She's all grown up now. Um, Actually, she's almost. She'll be 21 on July 7th. Random fact. <laughs> so, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there for the, for the, that the directors did start to change as the um, series goes on. But, um, first of all, I would just like to say I fucking love what they did with this film because it starts out, you're in Christie's or uh, Hunter's room. Christie's an adult. Daniel's in there. Christie is pregnant with hunter katie comes over and is like where can i put these tapes that i got which is what we were talking about katie is also an adult and she puts the tapes downstairs their house gets ransacked come to find out the tapes are missing then the movie transitions to what's on those tapes and you get the entire fucking backstory of them as children. And I love what they did with this because, first of all, those kids... Yeah, that beginning was incredible. Yes. Like, that's how they opened it like that because it was a it was an incredible segue right from the second one into the third one. That's why I said that even, even as much as you can pick apart, pick apart the second one, the second one is such a ramp up and then the beginning, it's like it just slides you right into the third movie. And it's such like, a link perfectly. between the first and the third. It really links the two Like together. the first one grips you, the second one keeps it going, the third one is like, bam, like it hits you. And, and essentially though, it's the third one in the series, but it's essentially a prequel because it's, it's set essentially in 1988 and um, it's giving you the backstory of Katie and Christie's childhood, growing up with their mom and uh, their mom's boyfriend. Um, he was pretty rad. I liked Randy. Ra or not Randy. Dennis. 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 I, I like Dennis. 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 Dennis did his best. You know? <laughs> so their mother's name is Julie. She's played by Lauren uh, Bittner. And Christopher Nicholas Smith plays Dennis. Um, young Katie is Chloe Singeri. Um, sure. There you go. And young Christy <laughs> is Jessica Tyler Brown. So yeah, this one got a 5.8 IMDb and a 66% Rotten Tomatoes. Um, so you find out that, uh, again, since we need a reasoning for why the cameras are rolling, um, Julie's boyfriend, Dennis, is a videographer. So he, um, when weird things start 
happening. Well, first they're filming a birthday party and you see Katie kind of off to her. Well, no, it's wait, Christy. Christy. You see Christy off to herself because Christy's the youngest. Katie's the oldest. You see Christy off to herself and she almost looks like she's talking to somebody mm -hmm. and you're kind of like, mm, okay, what's going on? Um, and as the movie's going on from the beginning, um, she's, you realize it's an invisible friend and then she's, the invisible friend has a name and his name's Toby. Um, and pretty early on, weird stuff starts happening. Like, uh, and actually there's a really part, yeah. throughout this entire movie, Toby is very connected to Christy. Yeah. Very connected. Like to Katie's there and is is witnessing these things happening because Katie and Christy share a room. Yes, and um, Katie's aware of things, but like Christy is like like we said, Christy's starts, the pawn. It starts off essentially like where you just think Christy's a little girl with an with an imaginary friend. Um, and what's really funny is there's a line in this movie I will never ever ever fucking forget. It's when their mom is talking to their grandma. And she was asking her if she's going to have any more kids. And she's like, no, you know, I'm pretty happy with these. And she's like, you've always wanted a son. Right. Yeah. Why would she want her to have a son? Please have a son so we can sacrifice him so we can pay our debts. <laughs> That's what grandma was saying. Well, don't you think it's weird, too, where the part where grandma was watching the kids and she's playing dress up. And she literally puts a veil on Christy and says, don't you make the perfect little bride? Who you're marrying, Toby? Oh, this is where he gets a name. That's right, because he doesn't have a name in one or two. No, 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 no. This no is actually where, this is the movie is where, where he gets the name. Where the Toby name starts to follow within the series of films, because his name does get brought back up. Um, so... There's a, like, there's a part in the movie where Julie and Dennis are in their bedroom and they're smoking a little weed and they start making out and you think this they're going to have... She's so adorable. This, can we talk about how hot she's their like, mom is, she's though? Like, I am a mother. Genius. <laughs> she's hot as hell. I'm she, not going to lie. I think, okay. Total biggest, milk, biggest crush. Total Probably milk. Katie, to be honest. Katie Featherston. Good God in heaven. But their mom. Mom is hot. Oof. Oof, their mom, mom is straight up hot. <laughs> like, for real, mom is hot. Genius? Like, yes, not even yes. playing. Like, she's. I cannot believe your human. <laughs> and they gave her, like, the, the cute little 80s haircut. They I gave. love she it. Just, she's adorable. I mean, even Dennis is cute. Dennis. Dennis is very cute. Look, any stand up guy that's going to step in and date a woman with two kids. And treat them the way he treated them. Yeah. And I mean, even he when, acted like even when shit hit the fan, he never left. No, he never he left. Stayed. He stayed, and he wasn't even married to her. And like, he actually this was tried just a boyfriend. To help. Like he was actually Dennis deserved better. Then there's a couple of guys through this series where I'm like, you know, fuck Mika, but like Dennis deserved better. Dennis deserved better. Christie's husband. Really Daniel, mm. Daniel, I don't know. You were skeptical hippo through like the whole fucking movie <laughs> until shit started hitting the fan. And, and then you're like, pass it on to Katie. Yeah. Just, just fuck her sister. <laughs> um, fuck that bitch. I didn't really like her anyway. Uh, 
What? That's literally like, what fucking happened. He, he was yeah. Fuck so Daniel, bitch. Daniel wasn't really Daniel. Dennis, Dennis Daniel Stowe. was a Daniel. That's what Daniel. Was. Dennis Stowe. But Dennis was better. Dennis stepped up. Dennis we finally actually, got a good guy. We, we finally got, got a good, a good guy. One. Like Mika, fuck you. Daniel, fuck you. Dennis, Dennis deserved better. Dennis deserved better. Why is El, why 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 is Mika and Dennis just like let's fuck Katie's life up? Yeah. Let's just fuck Katie. Yeah, Katie, just, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> Mika and Daniel are both like we don't care about Katie at all. But we you were sex- so they're they're doing a little sexy time. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> what, what did an they earthquake. hear? Yes, an earthquake happens. Yes, but in, it's an actual earthquake that happens to everybody. Right. Um, and then because the camera they're falls, in California, of course. The camera falls and you see this dust fall over something and then all of a sudden it's like poof. So and Dennis is telling um Randy, Randy, his buddy, like, do you see did you see that? Like, what the fuck? And um the whole time Julie wants nothing to, you know, she's like, I don't She doesn't she's the skeptical hippo. Yeah, the whole she's, time. Like, she's like, Okay, nah. whatever. I don't Yeah, I don't believe this. So um when does he decide to start putting cameras in the room? That moment. That moment. Because yeah. he's like, yeah, something moved. And he's like, I want to capture it. I want to capture it. So he puts a camera in the bedroom. Yes. He's got the swivel camera Not between. Yet. Oh, that's right. Because he doesn't do that until. The um, camera in the girl's room. But he doesn't do that. He only has the one camera. In the bedroom. In the bedroom until something happens. Run past the doorway. Doesn't some they catch so, Oh yeah, the and then he's like, then he's like, oh yeah, I need to actually like put cameras, right? Because Katie Christie was Christy up playing still, with Toby. Yes, she's running around the house playing yeah. with Toby, and you see something run past the door, and you think it's her, but it was really Toby. no, it was it was her, was it her? Okay, it was her. It was her. Um, so then because again, starts, you never see him. That's right. In this one, you never see him until fucking six. Well, but. you don't. Oh no. Okay, because there's that part when he does put the swivel camera in between the living room and the uh. That sheet, no. Let me tell you, that about fucked me up. No the way, Annabelle creation or Annabelle comes home or wait, no, Annabelle creation did. These fucking Annabelle. <laughs> Annabelle, 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 no. <laughs> Anything with a fucking sheet and there's like nothing under the. Especially because they pull Literally, it off. No, in in Annabelle comes home, they pull it off or creation. God. Like as it's coming towards her, it's like, and then it pulls off, and there's nothing there, and you're like, "What the fuck?" And yeah, so when he when he does put all the cameras up, and he puts that swivel camera between the kitchen and the and that's when the babysitter and is there, the kitchen and the living room. Yes, when the babysitter shows up. Also, fun fact too: Dennis moved in with Julie. That was Julie, and that house. was Julie's house. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. and what did yeah because well she thought she had heard something behind her and she turns and then you see the thing you see something in a sheet well remember the moment when she turns swivels? around and it's gone okay well look it fucked me up even more when like it's in the kitchen she's sitting in the kitchen it swivels to the living room nothing there swivels back to the kitchen she's sitting there swivels back to the living room all of a sudden you see that sheet standing there just swivels back to the kitchen and you're like, what was that? And then swivels back to the living room, nothing nothing there. You're like, swivels back back to to her and there it is. There it is. And I'm like, she turns around and it goes. 
no. <laughs> I was like, um, no. So she gets, what the fuck? She gets freaked out, goes uh, upstairs, so and check then on the girl, and then opens like kind of gets close to where that door, that attic door is, and something actually pits, like comes at her. So there's and, like, like a crawl her. space closet, little closet crawl space door in the girl's room because the girl's room is on the second level of the house, um, and the camera is kind of like in that corner. Yeah, because at night you'll see Christy talking to something in that corner, yeah. which is Toby, but you don't, again, until the very, very last one, you don't see what Toby looks like, but you know Toby's there. Um, yeah, the, the babysitter gets totally freaked the fuck out. And um, now, was that when they were watching, was she watching both girls? Because doesn't one yeah. of them get sick and has no, to... No, she was okay, watching was both. Okay. That was when she was watching both of them because they were both asleep in the bed. Right. Okay. And then they get home and she fucking books it. Like, yeah, as soon the, as they the get the home, she's like, like I'm out of here. Like, And no. then that's when Dennis, the next day, watches the tape and sees that and is like, <laughs> what? Um... The part that scared me the most, besides the ending, because let's talk about the ending of this movie. Is oh, that's so right. Amazing. Okay, so wait, that this is the part I'm thinking of. Christy gets sick. Julie and Dennis take her to the hospital. Chris or Dennis calls Randy, his Randy, buddy, yep. to watch Katie, and Katie wants Randy to play um, Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary, and shit hits the fucking fan. They think it's uh the the they're in the bathroom, the door's locked, rattling, the whole room starts shaking like it's an earthquake when the lights go out. Um uh Randy gets gets a really big scratch across his stomach. Um and then uh when they get back, Randy just packs up all his shit and Dennis is like, just tell me what the fuck happened, man. And when he said, I felt a claw dig in my side. Yeah, like, and he goes, he goes, just watch the tapes. Just watch the tapes. And Randy fucking books it the fuck out of there because he's like, I'm not, you know, dealing with this shit. Randy anymore. was smart. Um, and then it, the part that gets me the most and the part that actually gets them out of the house and takes them to their grandmother's house is aware oh, before I'm sorry even before this uh when the stuff happens to the babysitter and all even before that um that closet he finds all these strange oh that's when you see symbols. the symbol you you see that original you you see that it's a it's triangle, triangle with a circle, circle in the middle. middle that's one of that's the first time you ever see that symbol um he finds a book about demonology and finds that symbol and looks more into it and discovers that it belongs to a witch's coven that brainwashes girls into having sons and then forces them to give up their sons and they don't remember anything about it afterwards. And he does actually try to talk to Julie about and it. And Julie wanted nothing And Julie to wanted do nothing it. to yeah, do about it. She gets super pissed. She's like, I want you to get rid of the... Um, I want these cameras out of here. Like, I'm I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to deal with this anymore. So, um, and that's when it gets to the point where, yeah, like I don't remember how it gets set up, but I remember the the camera in that's looking at the living room in the kitchen. It looks in the living room. It looks in the kitchen. Everything's fine. It looks in the living room. It looks in the kitchen. Nothing in the kitchen nothing there's like there's just 
It's completely empty. Right. And then it goes back to the living room. And as it's painting back to the kitchen, everything from the kitchen falls from the ceiling. Yeah. And you're... That scared the fucking shit. Yeah, that shit. scared the shit out of me because Julie of me. lost it. And then Julie was kind of like, oh, at that point. So that's what actually ultimately takes them to her mom's, their grandmother's house, where they're staying. And, you know, their grandma's being all hospitality. And I was like, oh, whatever. And, um... This is when shit gets fucking real. The end of this film is well, because probably... even before that, before that happens, um, Christy told when they're still in their room, um, the demon tries to take Katie. Remember, it grabs mm-hmm. her and pulls her in, and Christy says, "I'll do whatever you, I'll do whatever you say." I'll, mm-hmm. I'll do whatever I'll you do say it. if you'll just... Yeah, I'll do it if you leave Katie alone. So by this time... Yeah, the ending is when everything goes apeshit. Like, they're, Julie and Dennis are in a room. They start hearing stuff. You start clearly seeing people in the house. You're like... When I tell you what the, the ending of this movie on? fucked me up the first time I saw it, holy lord. <laughs> um, so basically, it kind of just starts off where everyone's going to bed. Um, they're waking up by a noise. It's like what two, three well, it says in the morning. It's one a.m. in the morning. It's one, and um, they're awoken by a loud noise. Julie goes to investigate. When she come, uh, when she doesn't come back, Dennis goes to look for her. And as Dennis is running around, that's when he starts to see all those occult images, and mm-hmm. then sees a bunch of women dressed in black, including Lois, who's the grandmother. Um, Dude, when he walked into that garage and turned on the light, and there was like just women. Oh my god. Like literally just everywhere. He comes back into, oh, this, well, yeah, he comes back into the house, finds Julie at the top of the stairs, but when you see her, she's actually levitating. And her body gets thrown into him. Yeah, and she's dead by that point. Um, And then he gets up and finds Christy, and they run into a closet together. Toby's right outside the closet, and then they get out of the closet, finally are able to get out of the closet. And they find Katie at the bottom of the stairs where Julie was thrown and she's like crying over her and he goes up and touches Katie and she turns around and like demon inside of her screams and uh, he gets thrown back and is obviously injured because he can't get up. He's like crawling. Right. Um, And at this point, Katie gets up, Lois comes out and Lois looks at him and oh my God. He fucking dies and is, like, completely just, like, completely in half. Yeah, back broken, basically. Yeah. And then, um... And then Christy's like, come on, Toby, or let's go, Toby. Yeah, Christy and Katie leave with their grandmother and go go upstairs. And then Toby comes with them. Now, you guys may not know this. I didn't know this until I was, you know, researching a lot into this movie. At the very end of the third one, if you slow-mo it, like... When she goes, come on, let's get ready. And then they go upstairs. If you slow-mo it, there is a one frame picture of Julie and Dennis's bed at the old house catching on fire on its own. And that's it. It's that fast. But you have to watch it in slow motion or you'll miss it. So right after that happens where she says, come on, Toby. they And, show- it, and it goes like it looks like, you know. Salt and Pepper Wars, like if it it was the end looks of like the somebody like cut a tape off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it looks like that, and then it goes, 
right. if you slow-mo that, it is a picture of Julian Dennis's bed on fire, which is exactly what Katie was talking about. Their old house burnt to the ground. Oh, wow. Which is why in the sixth one, there was a new house built there because it burnt to the ground. And there's, oh, shit, that's it was one crazy. frame and I had to watch it in like deadpan slow motion. You'd miss it. Otherwise it's so fast. Um, but I, yeah, I wanted to point that out to you guys in case you guys didn't know. So that. it's like so, that quick little glimpse of knowing what. Of, like, of, you know, Toby. Right. Did that or, right. you know, they might've done it. Who knows? But it was clearly demonic. Um, so what do you rate the third one? Excuse me. Now, for me personally, the third one I like better than the second one. The third one I like better because of the story. I, I love the story. I love the scares. I love the fact that you don't get an entire view of the house. So a little bit's left up to imagination. Um, I give this one a solid nine. Because I like it so much. You know, I'm... Yeah, because I was going to give it a nine. And I think for me, the reason why I gave it a nine is I love how they were able to, you know, the movie came out in 2011, but it took place in 88. So they were able to date it just enough, especially with, with the way cameras were back then. I mean, these were like mm -hmm. ginormous movie cameras. Yeah. And, um, just that whole sequence where he had it on that swivel. I loved and that. There's only a few scenes that utilize that, but that, you know what it made me think about? It made me think it, it was sort of like poltergeist. Yeah. I mean, it really had some like, uh, you know, poltergeist effects to it. And, you know, that, that movie, you know, if that movie kind of set the precedence for, uh, any type of film to come out afterwards that had to do with any type of poltergeist activity or paranormal things going on like that movie really set the precedence like oh for sure you know when when shit starts happening in the movie when you know you go in the kitchen and all the fucking chairs are stacked up on each other and shit starts shit like that starts happening i mean that's essentially like what starts happening in their house and you only get like you know and again there's so you a little goes a long way there wasn't a lot you know the dust settling the way it did that was fucked up um you know you toby under the sheet that was super fucked up you know so there's there're just these few little things and again it it all going back to the kids and tying tying everything back around to Katie and Christy and and all that you know introducing the grandmother more and 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 her character playing playing the role of this you know leader of this coven of witches um so yeah i i i a nine i give a pretty solid nine again you know you could get nit nitpicky on <laughs> we're about to do stupid some things but uh <laughs> five five point eight uh, four. Oh, four. now we're getting into four um four is a comedy 
And again, here here we go another year. So we've got 2010, 2011, 2012. So like pretty rapid fire by the time we get to the fourth one. Um, this one got a 4.6 IMDb and a 23% Rotten Tomatoes. Well. Um, <laughs> yeah, Rotten uh, Tomatoes was not kind to this movie at all. Um, so this one starts out with a completely different family and you're like, so now we've gone to, we've gone from California to Arizona. Yep. Five years have gone by. And, uh, I, I need a paranormal activity you movie see this to fill in those years. Those five years. I need <laughs> to know what happened. So <laughs> now we're back. So if you, so essentially, like I said, the third one is a prequel. So basically the fourth one, you're picking up five years after the second one. So this is five yes. years after uh, Katie took Hunter. Mm -hmm. um, but again, you're not in California. You're in Arizona now. And um, there's this random family, this little boy playing soccer, his sister's there, yada, yada, yada. Uh, little boy's name is Wyatt. Um and you have absolutely no idea what's going on. You're like, yeah, what you the fuck is this going family? Um, <laughs> uh, the mom is... Okay, so the father in the movie is Doug. He's played by Stephen Dunham. The mother's name is Holly. She is played by Alexandria um, Lee. The um, daughter is Alex. She's played by Catherine Newton. And Hunt, or Wyatt, I'm sorry, Jesus, about gave the whole fucking four away. Well, you guys have seen it by now, yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, I love how it doesn't actually slash Hunter there, yeah, though. I know. That way it doesn't give it away. Google did. That's why I almost fucking said it. <laughs> Good um, job, IMDb. So uh, Aiden Lovecamp plays Wyatt. So that's where you see Wyatt at his soccer game. You see him with his sister and mom and dad. And they've got this nice house in Arizona. Um... And you're just like, okay, regular family, whatever. Uh, also, you get introduced to Alex's friend, Ben. Ben deserved better. Played by Matt Shively. <laughs> ben deserved some. Ben just wanted a little bit of Alex. And Alex was like, cut block. Also, if you guys recognize the name Catherine Newton, she's in the Freaky movie that just came out recently. Yeah. Um, uh, prior to Paranormal Activity 4, I didn't know her from anything. I didn't either. I didn't know her. So, but, you know, she blew up after that. So she did. Her. Um... So, yeah, we've got this family, and then all of a sudden, this little boy named Robbie shows up, um, played by Brady Allen, and um, the mom explains to the family that the neighbor that moved in across the street fell ill. Actually, uh, for Alex sees, she's talking to Ben on her laptop, and they've got, like, a web camera. And um, she's like, wait, I hear a bunch of noise outside. And there's like ambulances, police, whole bunch of people across the street at their neighbor's house. And then that's when they figure out that um, Robbie's quote unquote mom was taken to the hospital. They don't have any family. So she asked Holly if Robbie could stay with them for a few days. And Holly agreed. And Alex is super skeptical about it. Like, we don't know them. We don't know this kid. Also, Robbie is super fucking weird. Um, you also discover that if you pay really close attention in the beginning, when Wyatt is at his soccer game, Alex is filming him and happens to look 
over and sees this really random kid just standing there watching Wyatt play soccer. And when she pans back or she, she pans back to the game and when she looks back, he's gone. And you figure out later that that was Robbie. Um, and prior to, uh, well, also Robbie would do these weird things where he would just like show up in their tree. They have a tree house in their backyard and he would just show up in their tree house for no reason. Like just random kid trespassing on your property. Like what the fuck? Um, and then she just, Alex is just like, oh yeah, they said that. Like uh, let's just take him back across the street. That. Like he just he does used to that. Do that all the time. Just wanders out of the house and okay. like nobody's work. White people, let me tell you something. Just let your kid wander. Well, I mean, look at who his quote-unquote mom was. Right. So, <laughs> you never know who Robbie's mom is. You never see her. Supposedly, she's in the hospital. They're having Robbie's Yeah, at this point, you have no idea what's um, going on still. And Robbie is just acting weird as fuck. And he pulls out his like, shimp, shimp shuba. Is that what he called that thing? This shimp kid shuba? is so fucking weird. So, he's unpacking. He keeps a fucking old fork. <laughs> wrapped up but it's a special fork remember it tells the future right that's right and then his toothbrush toothpaste his stuffed shimp shuba shuba whatever a hundred years old or fuck i don't know the kid is weird as all get out he wears socks with sandals i literally don't understand his whole outfit like even his pants look like an old man's sweatpants that they just cut short to make into a little like his whole outfit looks like it came from a lost and found. Like, it makes it probably no did. sense. Like, <laughs> nothing about this Robbie kid makes any fucking sense. He doesn't even look like... Like, it's just weird. Like, he doesn't, you know, like... Okay, little things like the way he dresses. And again, this is supposed to be in 2012. And that is one thing that I like, that like... They do keep up with technology in the movie. They've got a web, you know, she's got a web camera on her laptop. And this one, they utilize an Xbox. Time, they utilize an Xbox because you got the connect on the Xbox where it's got the, um, what are those lights called? It's just a connect. It's it's the way that they can set up the connect, the Xbox. But connect. see, that's called something because there's an actual machine that does that. Remember it's, when we it's went the to connect. the connect? It's a little thing that's about this big. Is that what that's called? And it's a it's a rectangle. No, I know what it is because we. But that's what it's called. It's called we the didn't, Xbox Connect. We didn't hook ours up because we were like, "Fuck that!" I don't <laughs> want a fucking camera in my fucking house. Um. But the effect that it does with mm -hmm. those lights is called something else, though. That's called I don't something what different. That's called. But because remember when we were at the reformatory and they mm -hmm. used that in that one room because yep. the images are supposed to show up. So, yeah, they utilize a lot of technology for the time, which is really important. But then, you know, there's like, okay, did you happen to notice that every time Wyatt would, like, play with a video game or play, like, Robbie had no interest, almost as if he didn't even know how to use it. It was almost as like this kid came from another time. Like, he didn't even... It's very possible he, he did. He, he didn't wear modern clothes. He didn't have modern toys. He didn't... You would think a kid by that age would have had like a, a were DSs around back then? No, I knew I Game think, Boys. I knew Game probably Boys. Probably Game Boys were bigger. Maybe the Advance. No, Nintendo DSs but had there were to some, have been there around. Was some type the of three DS is pretty old. There was some so. type of handheld. Yeah, you would think that a kid that age in okay 2011, 2012, 
when he's staying the night at a friend's house, would have video games or, you know what I mean? Or something. This yeah, he kid, give a shit. This kid had a stuffy with a weird ass name and a fork. <laughs> And watches and watches Wyatt play these games and has no at times he almost looks fascinated like he looks like he doesn't even understand how they're played. And again, like the way he dresses is really weird. He's got this weird haircut. There's just so much about this Robbie kid that literally makes no fucking sense whatsoever. Like you can't even chalk it up to him just being a weird kid. No, You're like just, what something is going on. Like where the fuck did this kid come from? He doesn't even act like it's well anyway, as stuff starts going on it shit just starts acting shit just weird shit starts happening. Like um Robbie and Wyatt get up at night together and run around the house and uh Robbie or Robbie starts to make Wyatt like more secretive and he's telling him these things and telling him not to tell anybody anything. Um he's he introduces him to his friend Toby. Yeah, they're in their treehouse and yeah, because Alex starts to become really suspicious because she's like, I know something's wrong with this Wyatt kid. Me or mean, with with Robbie, me and Wyatt were always so close. Something's wrong with this Robbie kid. Why is Wyatt all of a sudden keeping things from me and acting really weird? Like something's up. Like clearly something's up. So, um, when does it happen where you see the symbol where Robbie they're he's drawing on? He asks Wyatt Wyatt if he wants to see Toby, and when right. he said yeah, he starts drawing the symbols on him. And uh, the biggest symbol on his back is the triangle with the circle in the middle. Um, now, at this point, if I remember correctly, Robbie has told Wyatt his name is Hunter. Um, or no, Robbie didn't tell him. Toby actually told him. Because, no, that happened after because that's when he saw Toby. Because he goes downstairs and he gets fucking mad. And he's arguing with yeah, something he gets up he in the middle of the see. night and he's yelling. The connect thing is like, is on. is on. And he's like, no, it's not. No, it's not. My name is not Hunter. And you're like, you know, well, wait, even before that, didn't they pick up something on that connect? And yeah, he was sitting on the couch ben, and he ben was moving. Sees it, ben sees it and he mm -hmm. sees Toby sitting next to Robbie moving. Well, you, you know, it's Toby. And, and they try to show it to Alex's dad, and he's like, "Oh, look at what you kids yeah. can do!" Like he has, he thinks it's something. Of course, they he thinks it's all because he don't fucking know. No. And um, yeah, so even then, and and then, uh, yeah, uh, Wyatt gets up in the middle of the night. He's yelling at Toby, like, "My name's not Hunter." My name's when he, not that's Hunter. when it's revealed. Too, and then that's when you're like, when you're like what? "What? Wait a minute! The fuck? Wait a." That's Hunter, and then it gets even better because the next fucking day. Robbie's being fucking weird again, <laughs> and he takes Hunter Wyatt over to his house. Wait, wait, even before that happened, when he has the drawings on him and they see that symbol on, uh, well, yeah, they look it up on Wyatt's she back. She looks it up. Well, because that's also the scene that happens that I fucking love because Ben is filming Robbie and Robbie's being all like, he doesn't like you watching us. And, and Robbie's like, well, who's Toby? Like, because they're saying Toby, and then Robbie goes, 
You'll find out. You'll find out. And Ben goes, the fuck? <laughs> he literally goes, he literally goes, the fuck? And then the camera's... It was the delivery of that line. Because Robbie's standing with his hands, but he's like, who's Toby? And Robbie's like, you'll find out. And then walks away and he goes, what's well, like, the fuck? <laughs> that is... Hands down, if you didn't laugh, you're fucking ass off. I laughed so fucking hard. First time and every time after. I laughed. I was like, Ben is the shit. Ben The whole time they had that conversation, her and him, after they found out, you know, like she looked up what the what the sign meant and everything. Yeah. Something about a virgin. And he goes, Oh, he goes, Oh, "Oh, I'm not a virgin. No, she said he says something to her. He said, You you can't or it had to be a virgin, and he said yeah. something to her about it, and she's like, "Well, not you either." And he's like, "I'm not a virgin." And he's like, "Well, we could go fix that right now." <laughs> ben tried his hardest. He tried so hard. Ben just wanted he really some did. Alex, you know. He really did. He did. <laughs> but they, um, they say it's an ancient. Now the the Hittites. It it's this is the first time they ever mentioned, um, it being a uh, ancient. Hittite symbol, one that prepares someone for um for demonic possession. Um and the Hittites were a real civilization. Um I think just a lot seems to go back to them just because in different um uh things that they did and they're one of well really the biggest thing is is they're one of the oldest known uh, empires in Mesopotamia. So, like, they wrote in cuneiform, and so they, their name gets brought up a lot just because they're such an old, ancient, uh, oh, what's the word, word I'm looking for? Um, an ancient empire. Like, they're so old, and, like, the practices are so old that it always, like, harkens back to when mm-hmm. you're referring to anything like that that's, like, an older uh, symbol of anything. Um so yeah, they bring up the virgin sacrifice thing, and then that's when that's when we get the reveal about Katie. Because this is awesome. Because Alex is supposed to be Alex is supposed to be watching them, and then they're gone. Or no, she, she looks tries, out the window and she's like, "Where are they going?" And they're going she across, tries the to run across the street. That Prius, fucking Prius, fucking Prius. And then she opens the door, finds. Well, the entire, first of all, the entire house is not even settled. There's like yeah, plastic, really shit. fucking weird. Like if they've supposedly lived here for however long, um, everything's like covered up, covered in sheets, covered in plastic. No, like, like that place clearly, hasn't been lived in. The She finds Wyatt and Robbie playing in a bedroom and the, it's just a mattress. Like the bed doesn't even have sheets or anything on it. It's really fucking weird. And then that's when we get the big reveal that Katie because she's supposedly like, where, she's like, why mom. are you here alone? And they're like, we're not alone. And then you hear a voice behind her, and the camera turns, and you're like, yeah, I was like, what the? Fuck? I was like, why is Katie here? It's Katie. Why is Katie? What the fuck, Katie? Katie? And then she goes, oh, he looks just like his mom. Talking about Hunter. Well, Robbie, Robbie gives her a hug, and then before they leave, Wyatt gives her a hug or Hunter, or whatever, gives Katie a big hug, and she goes, you look just like your mother. And she's like, Alex yeah, is like, what the fuck? I guess. And I mean, I'm over here going, he actually does look a lot like Christy. Well, you you <laughs> find out, that's when you ultimately, well, and then at some point later, you find out that Wyatt was adopted. 
because through the whole movie you're you don't you really don't under you don't know you're just thinking that he's their kid and this is just this family and you don't understand who Robbie is you still don't get this connection when you see Katie you're still like the okay fuck? I still don't get you know until you realize that he is Hunter that's Hunter but then that's when you start going well, wait a fucking minute. That's when the questions wait start coming. Wait a fucking minute. You if need to fucking tell got, me. That's what. That's what, That's why we were saying we need to know. I need to know what happened. Can we get a paranormal activity four point five? Three point five. Or three point five. Three. Well, no. Two point five. Yes. Two point five. We'll get there. We need a paranormal activity 2.5. I need to know how this incredibly powerful demon lost, lost this, this child. kid between California and Nevada in five Arizona. Fucking, yeah. California and Arizona in five fucking years. And where the fuck did Robbie come from? Because apparently, so we figured out that, you know, Robbie is essentially the bait to get Hunter to come back to Katie. Because Katie's supposed to have Hunter the whole fucking time, which I'm like, how did you lose him, bitch, for five fucking years? And if you're supposed to do like my my Bretman Rock voice, like, bitch, how did you lose him for five fucking years? Like, how did you seriously like how did you lose him for five fucking years? That's your Christopher Walken. Yep, um, <laughs> it was pretty good. Um, but, but I mean, but again, we've said this, and I'm sure other people. This is why everybody has so many complaints with Paranormal Activity Four because the plot holes are. In abundance, and that's as the much as the reveals were really cool. Great. It was really cool to find out he was Hunter. It was really cool to find out Katie was Robbie's quote unquote mom. That was awesome, but it just what? How the fuck did you lose this kid? How the fuck did you gain this other kid? Where did you fucking run, walk from California to here? What in the mother? Why is this house the one where everyone seems to gather? Well, I think we kind of figured out that Robbie, you know, if they're taking firstborn sons, then Robbie is one of these firstborn sons, and he's obviously a firstborn son from someone else. Yeah, and um. They're just using him. They're just using him and because they really need Hunter. And you just find out that Robbie is essentially bait, but, which, mm -hmm. um, you know, we knew that. And it'd be easier to bait Wyatt, quote unquote, with Robbie to get, quote unquote, Hunter back versus how are you going to plant Katie there to try to get Hunter back? Like a, baiting another kid, baiting a kid with another kid would make sense. Mm -hmm. But, you know, do we really need to know where Robbie came from? I guess not. I mean, since we know, and again, we no. find this later on. Well, we find this later on in five in Paranormal Activity, the marked ones, that they're all over the place doing this with firstborn sons. So we know Robbie essentially is just another one of these firstborn sons, but. That that's my big. That's what I'm saying. We need a paranormal activity 2.5 because where in the fuck was Katie for five years, <laughs> and how did Hunter just randomly end up with this family that called? Because obviously they didn't adopt Wyatt from a baby because she had him as a baby, unless she lost him as a baby, and then they had. It's, I don't. Which makes no fucking sense. And changed when his you name. See, and changed his name to Wyatt. When and, you see this fucking coven, there's a fuck ton of them. So you're gonna tell me 
that they let the one kid that this entire series has needs. wrapped around and I mean needs. literally by the last movie you're like Hunter is if Hunter is such an integral part to all of this then why the fuck was he missing for five years? How did she let him go in five years? And, and I feel and like again, if she's so fucking if the demon inside of Katie is so fucking all powerful, then where the fuck also, I feel like if Katie did lose him and that she wasn't possessed at the time when she lost him, which she probably would have had to been otherwise, she would have been like, the fuck? Then I feel like all the other demons would be like, you need a timeout. You motherfucking lost the one thing we've been trying to get for years. Like, we're gonna give you a minute. <laughs> you good? Is Toby good? Because how did they... That's the only thing I can think of, is they got mad... The coven got mad at Katie for losing him, so they, like, made her take a timeout, and the rest of the coven went looking for him, and they fucking found him, and then that's when they decided to bring Katie back in, and I'm like, Why don't that's... you just write this film? Okay, I'll write it. Because that was, that's perfect. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's about the only thing I can... That's the only thing that makes yeah. fucking sense. Because literally nothing else makes sense. <laughs> it doesn't... But I do have to admit the kill scenes were great, and also I would like to great. I would like to say I love the fact that during the whole like last half of the movie, Katie's just walking around the house. and Toby does everything. Katie's walking around and Toby's just like kill, kill. Well, because when shit starts really hitting the fan, the um, you know, Alex the whole time knows something's going on. Alex is woke. Alex is the on. only woke character. She's doing all this research. She's like, something is fucked up. I know something's crazy. You know, she's so worried about Wyatt because, you know, Wyatt's saying all this crazy shit that, like, my real name's Hunter and they're going to come take me. And she's like, something's fucking going on. So the dad decide. you know, the dad's like, you know, I, I'm really sorry about everything. I, I should, you know, can we just go out to dinner and talk and, you know, as father and daughter. And she's like, all right, dad, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And Hunter, Wyatt, whatever, Wyatt's there with mom, with Holly, mom, adopted mom. And, uh, weird shit's happening. And all of a sudden, cause when does, where is Wyatt so, when Katie walks in? So they're gone. Katie's somehow gets into the house. You never see how much she does. But That's right. She never gets up the house and she goes upstairs. And she and goes upstairs to Hunter and like you know whenever you're ready. And he's in the bathroom hiding, and she's she's actually being very calm with him. She's like you know we need you. You know when you're ready. Meanwhile, mom's downstairs trying to pick up this book that keeps falling and then all of a sudden gets smacked and, or um, she walks b backwards, hits a, an invisible wall and then gets thrown into the ceiling and falls to the, her death on the floor. And then Katie's just like <laughs> and her body gets dragged. <laughs> and then Ben shows up. It literally is. It's <laughs> so true. That's literally what happens. And then what Ben the, shows so ben up. Ben has and been Ben's... trying to call Alex this whole time because he finds out some more shit. Um, this part's pretty wicked. He finds out about the coven. He does a... He actually finds out about everything. Yeah, like, he's, he's like, there's a whole it. coven, yada, yada, yada. Goes in the 
fridge, steals a Pepsi, goes up. That's what she do. Goes upstairs to her room. This part's awesome. And is on the computer trying to, you know, bring up the research. But it's research. like when he sits down. The moment he, he sits, sits down, down Katie is behind right behind him. him. That is like, so cool to me because when he's because you up, never you don't see, see her. you don't see her at all. You don't see her at all. He's in the room. You don't see her at all. Sits down at the computer. She is right behind him. I was like, I was like, he gonna die. Oh, bitch. <laughs> oh, he boy died a virgin. She could have at least helped him with that. Ben deserved better. Even though that would have been, he technically would have been fucking a demon. And yeah, never mind. She could have given him a handy. <laughs> Not with them fucking claws. Wait a minute. Oh my god, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> anyway, oh sorry. my god, what is this conversation awful. turning into? Awful. <laughs> Poor Ben. Anyway, Ben deserved better. She fucking sure. puts him in the closet. That's the best part. She just throws him in the closet. Because, of course, Alex comes home, you know, they come home and they realize, well, shit's going on across the street. And they're like, what the fuck? Well, she gets home and she tries to call Ben. She tries to the run. phone rings from the closet. And that's when she realizes, and they can't find mom. They can't find Hunt. We're just going to say Hunter at this yes, point. Yes, Hunter. fucking Hunter. We're at the end of the goddamn movie. <laughs> so, um, my other thing is, and this always pisses me off about these men. Especially the when they're in rich neighborhoods. How did the dad die? Um, well, no, I just want to oh, say no. real quick, when they go running across the street and she's screaming, we need help. I will never understand this in these rich ass neighborhoods. How does no one react? No one, no one goes, hey, do you need any help? No, no neighbors are home or nobody just pays any attention. Like when you hear somebody screaming like that, Halloween, that pissed me the fuck off. Whole neighborhood. It's Halloween night. Lori is out there screaming. And nobody, like... The one person movies, that does hear her turns their fucking porch light off. The movies are... Movies flip me the fuck out with that shit. Like, I may not go outside and see what is happening because I don't want to be potential victim myself, but I'm going to call the police or something. If I hear somebody screaming outside, You can tell like, the difference between a real scream and a fake scream. Yeah, like, I'm going to call the cops. So, like... That was just frustrating. So I'm like, this whole last neighborhood, like, and no, and nothing, nothing. nothing. You hear all this screaming, all this emotion, <laughs> everything happening. And you're like, what the fuck? What? So I don't, shit, I don't exactly remember. I remember now. Dad dies. So the, he dies at the house because her right. and him go over to this godforsaken fucking house because that's how she gets over there. He's over there. Right. And she goes in there and she's screaming, dad, dad, and she can't find him anywhere. Because once she realized Ben's dead, she goes running across the She street. finally finds him and he gets fucking swooped out of the air by an unseen force and dies. And then she looks up, like she pans the camera up and you can see Katie at the far end of the house and Katie fucking charges her. That's and then she runs into right. this room and Katie fucking slams through the door. And you that's can see that's when her face right. is fucking scary. Yeah, that scared the shit out of me. Because she looks yeah. very demonic, yeah. like right there. So she turns around and all these fucking oh. windows are covered in newspaper and she gets out. Katie jumps through the window. Or Alex jumps Alex through the window. Alex jumps through the window, and that's when she pans the camera up. And when I tell you there's a multitude of fucking women just Oh, well, she jumps through the window. First she says, What? Then she sees Wyatt. Oh, that's right. She sees and She's them like, Wyatt, let's go. And then she turns back and she sees all the literally dozens of women. And then the camera turns around that, and Katie's and Katie right there. Jumps at her. And that's it. Yeah. And that's the end of the movie. 
So by this time, we hope that she fucking has Hunter again. Um, <laughs> Someone needs to make that a comedy. Like, I Katie am, lost Hunter. Like, <laughs> how did you lose? How? It's just so frustrating. I'm just so, I'm just frustrated. I'm just, that, that is my um, biggest problem is just the plot the frustration just... of yeah it just doesn't that's just that's my biggest problem but so anyway. what do you rate this one i'm actually gonna be kind of it wasn't awful and um it wasn't terrible I'm it's gonna... just, it's the the plot hole. Oh, God. Okay, I finally, why was this driving me crazy? They're called RGB cameras that use infrared projectors. Infrared. That, that's, what, that's what it that's is. That's what the fuck, the connect. Infrared. Motion sensing input device. On an Xbox. I was driving me fucking crazy, the infrared. I She's not... been looking it up the whole oh, time. Oh, I had to, you guys. <laughs> it was literally driving me crazy because I was like, I'm not fucking crazy. Um, but again, like I said, the movie, yeah, because this part says the movie features Xbox Connect, a Mac, MacBook Pro, smartphones, and a Canon X, uh, XA10 camera, X810 camera. Sorry, I'm, so, I'm sorry if someone's a photographer. Like, <laughs> like, what? It's like when I try to say car names and my husband's like, no, and I'm like, well, I don't fucking know anything about cars. Um, also, real quick, Stephen Dunham, who played Doug, actually died shortly after the filming of this movie. Um, him and the actress that played Holly were actually a real married couple in real life, and he died not long after the movie was That's completed. Sad. He had a heart attack on September 14, 2012. He was only 48 years old. I thought it was a, he was a baby. heart attack, but it was a heart attack. He was only 48. Um, at the end of the movie, there was actually a, the movie's dedicated to him, so... Um, yeah, that's, yeah, I just thought that was terrible, because I was like, yeah, this guy was so fucking young. Um, I, as far as plot goes, this is why I'm going to rate it low. As far as the twist of it okay, being I think, Hunter. I think I, I think I know what I'm going to give it. And the twist yeah. of Katie, yeah. like, with Robbie and all of that, because I honestly remember being, like, utterly shocked from that. I will give it a 5.5. And that's being nice, okay. to be honest. I gave it a 6, and I think I'm being pretty That is being very nice. That's being very nice. Well, I've sort of changed. I was, it, I remember first seeing that movie and, like, really being pissed off about the Robbie characters because I didn't understand. But then, like, after you see the marked ones and you get the whole thing about the firstborn children, and I'm mm -hmm. like, okay. Now I get, so, like, Robbie's character, I forgive now, but, like, that whole ginormous, and again, if you, if you watch the majority of the movie as a comedy, it's so goddamn fucking funny. <laughs> it is. That, like, that's where that, because otherwise I'd be given the 5.5, but I think that, I think that half point is because it's so fucking funny, because it is, it is legitimately really fucking when funny. they figure out it's being it haunted really... and he keeps zooming in on her face bump 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 she's like <laughs> please like it's it's legitimately funny in parts of it so um and again understanding robbie's character i can forgive more 
but just that ginormous plot hole of five years and how does he all of a sudden end up here and we don't I will never get over that because it doesn't make any fucking sense. And I feel like we need to know because it doesn't make any sense. It literally makes more, makes no sense. So I'm, I'm being really nice and giving it a six. And like I said, that my extra half point came because you have to watch it like a comedy. (laughs) You have to, because it's fucking hilarious. If you watch it as a comedy, the first like hour of it is really fucking funny. It is actually. And then those last like, half hour 40 minutes is like when shit gets real and it's you know starts getting crazy but um yeah that's just it's too big of a plot hole to give it any higher than that it's just it's way too big of a plot hole and then though they decided to kind of make up for that plot hole with the marked ones because honestly the marked ones does not get the love it deserves and the reason I say that is because after watching it you know re-watching the series as a whole is racism um I'm sorry. That. Um, that was part of it, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but, like, watching it as a whole, as far as My allergies acting up, guys. I'm sorry. As far as storyline is what I'm getting at. The fact that the storyline made sense yes. with the series is why I'm saying it didn't get the love it deserves. It actually gets a lot of fucking hate. Too. But Oren Pele wrote the, he came back and wrote the screenplay. So well, good for I, that's, why I love, that's why I love how the story <laughs> fell in. I, I feel like that's why the storyline came so, back. Came back. Yeah. Was because they brought Oren back. The fourth one happened and good, he was like, no, As no, no, good no, no, as no, the no. third one was, Ariel Schulman comes back and they do, you know, and Henry come back and do the fourth one. I don't know. Like, they just missed the fucking mark with the fourth. I think, th- I think that because the third one did so well. They were like, oh, fourth one. And the fourth one was like, what? Because that was a chair. I was like, because you had to figure out. I mean, obviously, you had to figure out a way to bring Katie back. That wasn't it. And find out what happened with Katie and Wyatt. It wasn't it. So they thought, well, let's explore that in the fourth one. But that was not the way to bring them back. And I, because you, you have this whole five-year time lapse that you literally didn't explain at all. And that would have been great. But you decided <laughs> that would have been not great. to fucking do that. And there you go. Um, so yeah, I think bringing Oren back to... I feel like he saw the fourth one and was like, I need to get involved in this fifth one. <laughs> He's like, I need to do something. Right. So, um, <laughs> Marked one, yeah, Marked ones, he directed, um, or Christopher Landon is actually the director of Marked ones. Uh, even though we said Oren was the, was one of the writers. Um, Christopher is uh, Michael Landon's son. And if you don't know who the fuck Michael Landon is, Google it. Because I'm not that goddamn old. So if you don't know um, who that is, I don't even think you should Google it. I think you should just sit there and wonder about it. Michael Landon is. Um, Also, which I think is kind of, he directed uh, Freaky. Did he really? Which brings Michael, which brings Catherine Newton back. Yeah. Christopher, all Landon, comes... Christopher Landon directed Freaky. Six so... Degrees of Paranormal Activity. I love it. I, <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, he's also a cutie patootie. He doesn't look anything like his dad, though. He must have taken more after his mom. But, um, <laughs> yeah. oh, and he, he directed Happy Death Day. 
Okay, I love Yay! this guy. I love this guy. Okay, I love, love this guy. You love Christopher Landon. I loved your dad. So, like, this makes me feel even better. So, this, like, makes me happy. Oh, that kind of sucks. He um, didn't scout fed to the zombie apocalypse. That well, sucks. we're just not going to talk okay. about that. Because we all get a mulligan. So, we do. Um, <laughs> this one, five IMDb rating, 39% Rotten Tomatoes. Um, came out in 2014. Um, Damn, the, the main guy's kind of cute. Look at him. When the guy that plays Jesse, he's cute. Jesse's kind of cute. He's kind of cute. I give it to him. I'll give him that. Jesse's kind of cute. So we get introduced to Jesse's character, played by Andrew Jacobs, and he's graduating high school. It's how it starts. He's hanging out with his friends, goofing off at graduation. They have this big party. Um, what is his... Okay, Hector is played by Jorge Diaz. That's his best friend. Um, and Mary Soul is one of the other friends. She's played by Gabrielle Walsh. It's it's Marisol or it's Marisol. I I it's Marisol. I'm. They say it's. So, oh my god. They when, say Marisol when don't they? people have accents. They say these names so much more beautiful. Oh yeah. When we say them with an English accent. Marisol. Marisol. <laughs> god. They say it so much. More I feel like a lot of the do. Hispanic communities like. I'm so sorry. I tried, guys. <laughs> we we you did. guys say it's so much more it, beautiful than yes. they say it's so beautiful in the movie. I'm they like, do. oh my god, I'm not gonna say this. I can't it's even beautiful because it's a gorgeous name. Um, so they're all hanging out. Jesse lives with his grandmother. You find out. Okay, can we talk died. about how cute his grandmother is, though. His grandma is so fucking cute. Oh my god, so cute. Like I can't. And can I say how much I love Hector? He's great, Hector. I fucking He's love him. Great. I love him through the whole movie. Hector deserved better. When we get to the end, y'all, Hector motherfucking deserved better. Okay? Hector just wanted to I fuck so, a woman. I am so tired he, of these. Been, I'm so been, tired of these horny best friends getting killed at the end. And you're like, what the fuck? They didn't do shit except just be a good goddamn friend. You should have ran like. Fuck it friend. was his whole idea to fucking put the camera down the fucking fuck your friend fucking... and just run. Like if shit's hitting, if like, look, I love you, but once you figure your shit out, come call me. Especially after Cause... that one part where he's fucking in the fucking living room and that fucking happened. Out. So when Done. shit starts hitting the fan <laughs> is they have this neighbor that lives downstairs that everybody has been super suspect of. And they've called her in the neighborhood of Bruja. Bruja is uh, basically the Hispanic word for witch. And, um, her name is Anna. One day, um, a guy in the neighborhood, Oscar, Oscar, Oscar comes running out of Anna's house and they're like, why the fuck was Oscar in Anna's house? And Oscar looks like super weird. And you know, and Anna's yelling at him and you're like, what the fuck is going on? So they look one night, Hector and, uh, what was my boy? Jesse are looking through their camera and they're filming inside Anna's apartment and they see Anna with this naked, they see this naked chick. Hector's like, titties. And I'm Hector's like, literally losing his like, fucking mind. Titties. And I mean, I get it, but also all of a sudden Anna's naked and Hector's like, no more titties. And she's like painting on the girl. They said boner killer, bro. Dead. <laughs> um, and then they realize that Anna sees them and they're like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. And then that's when, what, their grandma comes in. They notice them. too that they are drawing a symbol. The symbol on, on her stomach. But you stomach. don't know yet what it is, but he's like, she's drawing something on her stomach. I don't know what it is. 
that's when they go back and look at the tape, and then it's the triangle with the circle in the middle, and you're like, oh, God. Got it. (laughs) Um, So, that, uh, when do you find out that, it's basically either, I think it's, I believe it's the next day, Oscar again comes booking it, like, fucking booking it. It was at Out night. of the apartment at night, and that's when they realized he killed Anna. Yeah. Because he, like, fucking books yeah. it, and, and he won't like, even listen to what him. Like, what the, the fuck? fuck? And they end up going into the apartment. And find Anna. And find Anna. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, obviously, police come, whatever, you know. And then, well, he he starts taking off to find Oscar. That's right. Jesse does. That's right. And then when he's... Um, Hector is yelling at him from across the street and he turns around and when he turns around, Oscar hits the car that's in front of him. He committed suicide, basically. Now wait, does that, that happens after, like right after he kills? Yeah. He commits suicide, quote unquote. You're made to think he's dead, which he actually should have been. But he ends up showing up later in the movie, so he's actually not dead. He looks like fucking hell, but he's not dead. Okay, no, 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 no. That this is okay. You you jumped ahead. Uh, uh oh. By the way, we're back in California again. In case you guys yes, didn't we are know. back in California. We're, but we're in Oxnard, in California, not in Richie Parks. Um. So before that, when Anna's found murdered, Oscar runs. When Jesse and Hector go into the apartment, they find um, all this black magic stuff, VHS tapes, journals, and all this shit. When they start, uh, Jesse, Hector, and Marisol try go back to uh, Jesse's place and start trying out the um, rituals that they found in the apartment. And then... Um, Because when they go in the base, okay. So after they, this was before. This is before Oscar kills himself. It is before. I something forgot that happens, entire happens, part of the film. Whole, something happens to Jesse when they go in. When they go in the apartment and they find all that shit in the basement. That was when they were. Go- they brought those girls from that party. Look, that's this is after. This is after. This is after. When they go to when Oscar runs out and they find out that they go into the apartment after Anna is dead they find okay after anna dies jesse jesse and hector go um they take me no they don't take marisol with them they find a whole bunch of anna's stuff and uh they take it with them and then they find marisol and they start um how did it is it cards or something they start messing with the stuff and they try out a ritual and then that's when they they start using the simon oh that's right yeah the simon starts communicating with yeah. them and they're like whoa wait a minute and then the grandma takes that's it away right. she gets freaked this out this movie is like so out of order for and me then the next morning that's when jesse finds the bite mark on his arm and starts having because yeah it then has all that, that that's right that super strength and starts mm-hmm. acting really fucking weird all of a sudden. Right. Um, and then 
that's yeah, they, when they go to the party. Because that's when he's like, I yeah, feel like even, I could do anything Because right even now. before that, remember they go remember they go get tacos together and those guys are like messing with them. Yeah. And he fucking throws them and he's like, what the fuck? And they all think it's cool at first yeah. until they go to the party. And that's when Jesse invites the girl back to have sex. They encounter Oscar who scares the girl away. And that's when Oscar talks to Jesse. Jesse is like, the only that's way matter of time is yeah. something's going to happen to you and you're going to have to kill somebody. And that's when that's when that he happens. supposedly commits suicide. For some reason, the whole movie's like out of order in my head. And then that's when, um, that's when they find the trap door. They that's don't find right. the trap door, but, but before, because yeah. when, when Anna's first murdered and they go in to the apartment, because they knew they were like, okay, she had to have been doing something. That's when they find all the spell books and they start reading through them and that's when weird stuff starts happening the shit happens with the simon and then the very next mornings when jesse finds the bite and he starts acting really weird and they think because remember he does the things like look what i can do and he leans yeah. back but he doesn't fall and hector's like oh my god that's so cool and then they find the trap door and they find that witch altar and has his picture jesse's like why is there a picture of my mom and it's Jesse's um it's his mom mother Anna. pregnant Anna and, and fucking Katie and Christie's grandma. Yeah. That's when and I was like what the he fuck? finds a picture of Oscar and Oscar's mom cuz you find out later from Oscar's brother that their mom uh had died too like mm -hmm. after childbirth. And same thing with like Jesse like had me my mom's gone like so yeah. So they're like what? Um and so then they they hear something upstairs. They peek they peek out. Somebody a woman comes into the apartment, but then leaves real quick. And then um, they leave. Oh yeah, okay. So then after that, because who has a dog? Was that Jesse's dog or Hector's dog? Jesse's. It was Chavo. 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 Jesse gets lured back down into the trap door. Because he thinks he hears Chavo, uh, that he's gotten down in there. And then that's when they he sees the uh he sees Katie and Christy. As kids. In the basement. Yep. Um, and then that's when Jesse is like, you can really start to tell the possession is setting in because he starts looking really sick and stuff's like really gotten out of he's hand. Aggressive. Very aggressive. Tries yeah. to beat up, you know, uh some thinks like, some guy is hitting on Mirasol and he beats him up and then tries to beat up the store owner and just starts acting super like never used to act like that before. Um, and this is the cool part. Irma goes <clears throat> to try to get something uh, to help Jesse. Um, what was the thing with the eggs? She was basically trying to, I guess, see if they, he was cursed. Yes, that's what it was. He, she was running them like on him, and then if you know if you crack it and it's bleeding, then you know exactly it's, it's, you're cursed. But Which, he grabbed the egg. He from grabbed him and it, and it, was it. It was bloody, blood everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And that was when that he whole, disappeared. Yeah, shit hit the he fan. He fucking when disappeared. That and he comes back, and the whole fucking living room is like warped. His eyes are black, like Oscars were. Oh and... my god! And then by that point, the next day, like Hector and Marisol are like, "What the fuck can we do?" So they end up going to Oscar's brother, 
who has actually put together like this fucking, well, well, he didn't do it. Actually, Oscar did it. But he took him into Oscar's room and was like, Oscar put together like all this stuff. He was figuring this stuff out. This timeline that and uh, there that was a literally, picture. There were firstborn sons from all over the world. Everywhere. Who are missing. And like the mother's Dying die under birth. like really crazy circumstances like what happened to oscar's mom and uh they Jesse's were like mom. well yeah and then they asked oscar they were like and then they asked oscar's brother arturo they're like well why did anything happen to you and he's like oscar oscar was adopted yep and they were like oh fuck and then they <laughs> find um and then there the was article a- about hunter yep. wyatt whatever and find um it was like the the headline right. said like miss or um lone survivor of some kind of like house massacre or something because she was on vacation. They find she was on Allie's phone number mm-hmm. and um they go and talk to Allie and that's when she explains to them that there's a whole there they call them marked ones. Jesse's been marked and they're these witches are called the midwives. So they brainwash women to give them their first so basically they step in, they they think so they 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 make these they step they uh disguise themselves to pregnant women as like midwives or doulas and tell these pregnant women like oh, we'll help you through your pregnancy. We'll be there for you. And they do all these rituals on the women. And the women think these are just, they probably think it's some new age woo-woo. So they go along with it. <laughs> and then before you know it, uh, these women have already marked them because they know that they're going to have a son. They take the son and then they kill the mothers. Yeah. And um, the sons are marked because they're essentially supposed to be, the the firstborn sons are going to be an army to these uh a, p- a possessed people for these witches to serve as their army, which I thought um, was like the coolest tie-in. Like they really shit, like they really, really tied that in well. Yeah, yeah, they really made sure that they put put it all together. That it wasn't this. This isn't just about uh Hunter. This is like and or Katie or, or even Lois. Like this is a whole. This is huge. This is a whole, this is worldwide. Cause they were showing pictures in Japan. They were, I mean, like all over the place. So once they get in touch with Allie, um, and, uh, Oscar and, uh, Hector, Hector and, uh, Marisol talk to her and realize what's going on. Um, by this time, Jesse has been with his grandmother and when they, Okay, they get back home and Jesse has pushed his grandmother down the steps. Mm-hmm. Like he's full on gone because they're like, what? They, they can't find her anywhere. And then you see him and then you see her down the steps. So they take her to the hospital um, and uh, they get attacked by, oh, Jesse's in the middle of the street. Yeah. After, after he attacks, after the grandmother is taken, Jesse just disappears. So when they're driving on the way there, he's like in the middle of the street and he stops the van. And then when uh, Hector gets, he tries to get Hector out to attack him. Marisol hits him with a bat. um, And then Jesse leaves again or he gets kidnapped essentially. 
Yeah, that's right. He, he gets taken by the coven, right. basically. Um, so then Hector and Marisol go to Oscar's brother, Arturo, again, and then he brings his friend along, and that's when they decide to go to uh, the house, the address where Jesse is, and you find out that that's Lois's house. Like, when you see when it, they get like, there, oh, you're like, oh, I remember I, this. I yep. distinctly remember this house. Um, yeah, so shit starts hitting the fan. Coven members are coming out from everywhere attacking them. Arturo shoots, tells Hector and Marisol to run. Um, now you're getting the, the whole the whole point of view of this is Hector. Yeah, he's the one that's Hector's got the video because he's got the camera. So Hector and Marisol run into the house. Um, Santo they find dead. Arturo ends up being killed later on. You find Marisol's gone. Hector's running through trying to find Marisol. He ends up in sort of like this greenhouse type patio room that's all glass, and Marisol comes falling through the glass she's dead uh he sees someone that looks like anna starts running um hides in a closet when he comes out he sees jesse doesn't trust him it's like fuck that because what by this time jesse's like full-on possessed so this is this is the part that's really fucked this up. part is awesome so he runs into a room and sees well first of doorway. all Oh, yeah. You're going to talk about the doorway? Yeah, the doorway. So the room he ends up in after he runs away from Jesse, you see this doorway and you see all these symbols on the doorway and you recognize a few of them, but the the main ones, obviously the triangle with the circle and all that. Um, and all of a sudden, Jesse's voice chains and Hector's like, uh-uh. No, he's like, come on, man. Follow me here. I'm okay. I'm okay. And he's like, nope. Don't believe you. Nope. And then Jesse busts through the room and you're like oh shit and there's no other way for Hector to get out so he busts through this door with all the symbols around it and uh, all of a sudden everything just goes black and then a light it almost looks like he does kind of fall through something not that he like busts through an actual yeah. door but like well he falls through a doorway you find out right. so those symbols are essentially a doorway a pair, you know, a doorway through different dimensions time. through time. So that that really comes into play because now you realize, okay, this is how they can get around. Mm -hmm. They have created with these symbols a dimensional doorway to be able to pass through time, so they can literally go anywhere they want. Like this is how powerful this coven has gotten. So. He falls through, all of a sudden, the camera cuts back on, and Lord have mercy. You're like, <laughs> I oh my was fucking like, God, I know exactly where he is. I know exactly where the fuck he is. And if you haven't figured it by now, when he walks into the kitchen and you see the picture on the fridge, it's fucking Katie and Mika. And you realize he is in Katie and Mika's house from Paranormal Activity. Number one, the very first one. He sees Katie coming down the steps. All slow and shit. She's so fucked up. Can you help me? Can you help me? Can you help me? She turns around. She's like still not responsive. And then all of a sudden she starts screaming for Mika. Just like the first, first one. movie. Mika comes running downstairs. Tackles Hector. And then all of a sudden Katie violently starts stabbing Mika. 
So you actually see you see Mika what dying. actually like, happens to Mika from the first one. So Hector's terrified, runs away. All of a sudden, Jesse busts out out of nowhere, <laughs> fully possessed. Um, he attacks Hector, which causes him to, you know, actually causes the camera to fall. So you you pretty much at this time, like Hector's dead, like Jesse killed him. Um, one of the witches picks up the camera and turns it off. I don't know if it's one of the witches. I think it's well, Katie. It says here that after a moment of silence, a midwife. Well, I, it didn't look like Katie to me. Oh, it didn't. It didn't. Like you see a face, and I'm like, it doesn't look like Katie to me. Because by this time, Katie would have been carrying yeah, Mika true. up the steps and throwing him yeah. into the camera by this. That's true. Their camera upstairs. Right. <laughs> so look. That ending, y'all, oh my fucking God. Right? I remember sitting there, because, you know, when the movie first started, I was sort of like, okay, all right, this is interesting. I don't really know where they're going with this, but okay. They went a very good place. This is cool, this is cool. And then they bring in Anna's character, and you're like, okay. And then, and then you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute, because by the time they go in Anna's basement and find the picture with Lois, yeah. now, now you've got the connection. Now you get it. So then, you know, and then Oscar and then Allie. And then so then that ties it back around. So by the time you figure it out, it's like, oh, my fucking God, this all ties together. So you're already like, OK, I'm I'm in it. And then that fucking ending. And I'm just like. So what do you rate this? Oh, one? my God. Um. <laughs> I what did I give the third one? A nine. Wait, no, I gave the second one a nine. No, you gave the third gave one the a nine. First one you a gave 10. the second one an eight point five. Eight point five. Third one. Yes. Um <laughs> yes. Fourth one I gave a six point. I gave a six. Yeah, I gave a it a five point five. A six. 7.5 because I fucking love that ending so goddamn much. I was I would originally give it a 7 but the ending makes it a point five. Yeah. Because yeah. that, that ending 7.5 because that ending was God. just like what? Like as soon as that camera turned back on you're like I know because I was like that can't be Katie and Mika's Wait, living room. Until you see the picture on the fridge. And, and then I like, was like and then when he goes into the actual living room and turns the camera to the stairs, I'm like, that's Katie walking down oh the stairs. God. She's oh wearing the white tank top. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 7.5 for sure. Definitely. Because that fucking, that ending flipped it. That was so good. That was, was really good. Yes, it was. It, it, I, I feel like I appreciated it because I, I know after four, I was like, when this one, they give you two years and then this one comes, and then Marked Ones comes out and I was like, not another one. Because I was really upset with four. Yeah, same. So it took me a minute to see five. And then when I finally saw it, I was like, okay, good. Good job. We're good. okay. Good. We're we okay. Good. We, we did good. Good job. Good job. And then a year later. <laughs> First of all, after seeing the fifth one, I was hyped for six. Because I was Oh, like, I was super hyped for six. I don't know what they're going to do. Because five finally, like, as aggravated as four was, like, five brought it back. So you were like, yes. So you thought, like. And then they also were like, 
3D. And I was like, what? It's in 3D? Are you fucking kidding me? So, of I course, I had to go 3D. see it. 3D. That's right. Um, so, I was stoked. I was so stoked about this film. So Paranormal Activity, The Ghost Dimension. Ghost Dimension, 2015. Um, directed by Gregory Plotkin, 4.6 IMDb. Who wrote this shit? percent Who wrote this shit? Jason Pagan, Andrew Dushman, and others. I know that's not how you say his last name, but... Wow. Oren Pelly is actually in the written credits. I don't... I just feel like he had nothing to do with it. I... The story of this well, movie. Adam <clears throat> Robitel and Gavin Heffernan were writers on the taking of Deborah Logan, and then a year later wrote Paranormal Activity. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, you guys nailed it. Do you it. know who wrote the you turning? Guys nailed it with the taking of Deborah Logan, and then fucking. Do you know who wrote the? Turning? I think we both looked into that. The same people who wrote The Conjuring. Yeah. So, I can actually believe it, though. You know, I can, can get a bad it. one. And, yeah. So, um, it, I don't even remember how this fucking movie starts out. Oh, my God. It starts out with Katie and Chrissy. Oh, okay. So, so, it starts, it starts, it starts the at the ending, end of three. The ending of three. It's the very yeah. end of three. When Dennis is killed and the girls go upstairs with the mom and Toby well, then it, it extends more into them walking up the steps and them being introduced to some random guy. And then it cuts away from that to 25 years later. Now we're in 2013. So um, Ryan, Emily, and their six-year-old daughter, Layla, uh, are celebrating Christmas that year. And that's when Ryan's brother, Mike, decides to move in with them. Um. And then, who the fuck is Skylar? Oh, that's Emily's sister, right? Yeah. Okay. So, Emily's sister is staying with them for Christmas, but Mike has now moved in. So, um, Ryan is played by Chris Murray. Emily is played by Britt Shaw. Mike is played by Dan Gill. Skylar is played by Olivia Taylor Dudley. Leah is played by Ivy George. Um... And then, are we, yeah, so then we, I think they still have the same, okay, so then they, it's Katie and Christy, again, from the original movie. Um, the props, random... props to you guys for keeping the same actors throughout yeah. this entire series, though. You've got Kate, the same Katie and Christy the whole time. The same Allie grandma. Is the same. This grandma is the same. At least, even though Katie wasn't in this film... Katie was the same the whole time. Mika was the same the whole time. Like you never changed actors, and yeah, I very much appreciate that. that. Yeah. So, um, again, just random family. Uh, literally, no idea where they came from. Well, um, what's weird is at the beginning of the movie, the guy is telling Katie and Christy there are other there are other kids like you. yeah, this random dude. You end up, I guess his his name is Kent. Um, yeah, when they go up the steps. From the end of the third one, now this one shows them with this guy and says there's other girls like you, yada, yada, yada. Which is like the first deal. mention of that shit. Like, so okay. then that's when we see the family with the daughter and the whole thing. Um, and then they find, uh, the brother finds a box of videotapes and a video camera and... Um, 
Uh, they start looking at the tapes and the tapes are the ones that were missing from Christie's basement. And it shows Christy, Katie, their mom, yada, yada, yada. Well, then there's other tapes. Um, so the ones from 1990, from the ones from 1988 are the ones that are basically Paranormal Activity 3. And they're the ones that went missing from Paranormal Activity 2. Um, but then there's these other tapes from 1992 that are showing, um, you know, they don't show Julie anymore. They don't show Dennis anymore. They just show Katie and Christy doing these really weird practices with Lois, like Lois sitting in a chair and they're like pouring water over her feet, them sitting with this Kent guy talking to them a lot. Um, they're basically one part. There's like Katie is, is drawing something or writing something. Um, they call it spiritual scribing. That actually is a real thing. Um, and then uh, very similar to what you see uh, in uh, Insidious. Mm -hmm. Um and then uh, Christy has her eyes closed and, and Kent's asking her what she's seeing and she's describing what she's seeing. And as Ryan and Mike are watching the tapes, they realize that what Christy is saying in these videos from 1992, she's describing what's in their house in 2013. And Mike is like, well, Ryan and Mike have a weed brownie and they're watching the tapes. and Mike is like, I think that's that weed, weed brownie Ryan. And Ryan's like, no, dude, like, listen to what these, listen to what the little girl's describing. Like, she was basically describing Leela's room. And they were like, well, how the fuck could that be? Like, and then all of a sudden, Leela starts having these interactions. She starts saying she's seeing Toby. And then they're like, well, how would she know the name Toby? Because she never saw, they know the name because they know it from the tapes. The, the tapes. Um, they were like, how the fuck does, does she know? Also, me? I just would really like to point out this video camera. Also, can we real quick, because I've <laughs> got to fucking talk about this video. Camera. I've got to talk about it. it. Literally, I wanted to get into tapes real quick just because, you know, just so we can get that out of the way, what's on these tapes. But the video camera is like the whole point because apparently when you pick up this video camera, you're seeing everything in this ghost dimension, which I just want to say in the beginning, there is one part that straight up looks like it's snot on the fucking camera. <coughs> and I'm like, why does that look like Toby hawked a fucking loogie onto the camera? It looks like you're looking through, through mucus. I literally don't know how else, I don't know. It's like, I'm like, is that pre-cum? Did I like, I literally don't fucking know. It's like, I don't, I don't know if that was supposed to be like their idea of ectoplasm, but like, it looks like a bodily substance. It, I don't know. Toby literally went from not being seen to Gutar. That was so fucking, well, no, I'm talking even before that. Like when he's filming stuff on the camera and he's like, everything looks really weird through this camera. It looks like snot. It looks like this weird film. And you're like, what in the fuck is that? And like, that's why it that? was 3D. And like really? Oh yeah. So apparently that's why it was 3D. Well then when he starts setting up other cameras around the house, he sets up, they realize that since Toby, she's seen Toby and Toby's on the tapes, they put the ghost dimension camera in Leela's room and a regular camera in Leela's room. 
Oh my god. It's <laughs> so fucking stupid. So you realize Leela's been talking to Toby, but now we fucking see Toby. And literally, Toby, it looks like they struck oil in her room. <laughs> like it's the fucking Beverly Hillbillies. And then there's golden in there, Hard Hill. It's like, uh,. Oh, first thing you know, oh, Jed's millionaire. <laughs> it's it looked like oil. I literally don't know what else to say. It's like an oil. It looked like they struck oil in it her really, fucking it room. Did. And all of a sudden, this oil starts spewing yeah. up out of the ceiling. And then once it's out of the ceiling, it for no reason whatsoever takes on this like weird human form. And it's just standing at the end of her bed. And she's and this kid is not freaked out by this weird oil slick <laughs> this fucking Rorschach test at all <laughs> this is oral slick this movie <laughs> oh my god so like that piss so first he goes from snot to, to, oil. An, to an ink blot test <laughs> and I'm like I still if I was if I was a six year old <laughs> and saw that I would have pissed myself i would have been so i would have screamed she is like totally unfazed by this fucking thing what makes me the most angry about oh this my God. is that you see toby the entirety of these films is built off the fact you never see him Ever. and i love that you he's never a see shadow him. he's hiding under a sheet your imagination is going to come up with a whole hell of a lot scarier shit than an ink blot toby being something you couldn't see was way more terrifying than what he ended up by the sixth movie. <laughs> it was so fucking... So that was awful that you saw Toby because you were never supposed to see him. That made no sense. Um, this rando fucking family and literally the only way they connect the family is the fact that, again, you know, their house was... The original house that Katie and Christy lived in burnt down uh, mysteriously, quote unquote, and the foundation of that house is where they built this new house. And in that new house is where this family lives now. Okay. There um, is one thing that this movie did that I liked that I thought was cool. One thing. When they talk about who sold them the house. Okay, Katie. It ended up being Katie. It ended up being Katie who sold them the house. Because when they went right. to look at the records... Katie never existed in any of the records like where she said she worked. They were like, and her last name was, uh... It was something totally different. What it was, was really weird. weird is that they, um... What was... Oh, yeah, because he kept going, like, why were we drawn to buy this house? Like, and we, the asking price was so low, like, like, you never thought that it was weird how we found this house and all that. Um... And then the more research they start doing, because Ryan really starts researching this, um, he gets, he finds out more about the cult, uh, finds out about um, a family in Nevada that was murdered. Um, and then that's how he puts the connection between Hunter and said that Hunter and Leela were born on the exact same day. And then one of the tapes shows Hunter back in 1992 even though he wasn't born until 2005. Um, and then, but again, I, I don't, okay. What the, again, what the fuck? Like, where is that? Where is the connection? I still don't fucking. 
This is what ultimately pissed me off. Hunter is who Toby wanted this whole goddamn time. And he got Hunter. He's there. So why? So the body that Toby got isn't Hunter. Why? I don't. And again, rando family. Rando family. Because Leela, well, you realize. Okay, so they call in a priest. The priest gets attacked by Leela. Um, Leela is becoming more and more and more interactive with Toby. Uh, you find out that she has literally, she's written in crayon all the symbols from the doorway from Ghost Dimension above her bed and has basically made her like, or I'm sorry, marked ones. And she's basically made her own doorway above her bed. And like, that's going to be the doorway to, that Toby's going to drag her, drag her into. Um, because she's fine with that. Yeah. Totally fine with that. Literally like, Oh my God. So by the end <laughs> of the movie, um, there's this like whole ritual when they bring in the father that there's like a circle in the middle of the room and he's going to cleanse it. And they're going to trap the demon and yada, yada, yada. They soak a sheet in holy water and that's what, once they trap it in the circle, that's what they're going to throw over it. Um, it did not go did well. The, did, the, did the priest end up get? Oh, okay, that's right. Toby strangled him and got him out of there. So then they take over and start doing the cleansing. Um, and you think everything's fine. Leela returns to normal because that's when they find out she's like full blown possessed, the little mm -hmm. girl. Uh, and then when, oh my God, you see the demon. I, I mean, is... okay, it's better than the ink blot, but still, it's like a big giant, like whatever the, before they threw the sheet over it, like what the, I don't know what that was. It was just, it was this ginormous thing. <laughs> and then they throw the sheet over it and you think everything's fine, that Leela's fine. And then all of a sudden, oh, I, f I totally forgot about the, the, the sister, the woo-woo sister that... The woo-woo. Um, so, which is also, can I just say how fucking weird that Mike keeps basically hitting on his sister-in-law the whole time? That's his fucking sister-in-law. Because Mike is Ryan's brother. And remember he says he's... Remember he says something? He's like, in the beginning, he's like, kind of like hitting on Skylar. Well, if Skylar is... Emily's sister, he's hitting on his sister-in-law through the whole fucking movie. I never put that together. So that, okay, anyway. Huh, this movie couldn't get any fucking worse. So, oh, it can. We haven't even hit the ending yet. So, Skylar, <laughs> uh, you realize, like, whatever it was got into Skylar or did something to her. She vomits blood. The blood kills Mike because it's like lava, basically. So Leela runs away. Ryan and Emily start chasing after her. When they start chasing after her, uh, I guess Venom appears apparently <laughs> um, and kills Ryan. Because then all of a sudden you see this big long arm impale him through his chest. So I guess they did decide to do a Marvel crossover and didn't they really tell did anybody. look like Venom's arm, um, right? So then Leela runs through the portal. I actually full on laughed when that arm came through him. When that arm like, came through, I was like, was that a tentacle? What the Slender Man has? Slender Man oh, has yeah, it was Slender Man. It was either Venom or Slender Man. So <laughs> yeah, so that was fucking ridiculous. 
So then she goes through the doorway and uh, Emily, the mom, chases after her. And that's where they end. They're, they're at uh, Katie and Christie's. They're back in 1992 and they're at Katie and Christie's house. And they can, they end up seeing uh, Katie with the human Toby. And you, you see creepy feet and hands, creepy old dirty feet and hands. And it kills Emily and takes Leela and like, was, was that supposed to be Hunter years later? If, if Hunter was the main attraction of this demon, did he not possess Hunter? And if it was Hunter, was it years later? Like, that's never explained. What the fuck was that pile of fucking shit? I love how, what someone said about this movie. Someone literally was like, what even was that? What? <laughs> okay, so apparently there was an alternate ending. Oh, please go on. When Leah turns back to normal, four months later, the family begins to move into another house. Ryan finds a VHS tape of a young Katie and Christy, but decides to destroy the evidence to avoid bringing the demon back. Emily turns to find Leela with Katie and Christy holding their hands as she states, look, mommy, my friends are here. The next scene set sometime later shows a pregnant Emily at Leela's seventh birthday party. Leela wishes for a baby brother. The man from the video appears, this Kent guy, picks up Leela and everyone starts to celebrate and that's when the film ends. I would have much rather had that ending. I kind of wish they would have done that instead. Even though it's stupid because, okay, she's pregnant, whatever. None of that makes any sense either. But you didn't give Toby a body. That doesn't make sense. And it would have been a lot creepier for her to say, look, my friends are here. And we all would have been like, um. <laughs> Who? How do you know these people, ma'am? Excuse me. I just, I have a headache after that. I, I have a total headache. It says the film received negative reviews by critics for its plot, thrills, and cliches. What plot? It just... Mm, I don't understand. Um, and now they're talking about a seven. What? This movie literally just made no sense. It, it made no sense. I don't know if they were trying to, like, their whole point was maybe they were trying to introduce you to a whole new family. Like, you didn't need to add on another family. Like, there was no tie whatsoever to this family except for them living in this house and Leela and Hunter having the same birthday. Like, okay. Like, I... And don't they need a boy? Wasn't that the whole point? That they need a boy? Why are we getting another little girl? I mm, Okay, anyway, enough of that. Because if you haven't already... If you haven't already figured out how much we really, really, really don't like... Yeah, it... Mm, anyway. Um, so Paranormal Activity 7 is supposedly set to release before the end of this year. There's not been any information on what it will be about, but the film has secured its director... 
Will Eubank, who directed Underwater. Very happy about Will be that. written by Christopher Landon. Christopher is going to come back and write this Based script. on the entire new cast of characters listed above. Uh, what new cast of characters? Hold, please. The newest installment has cast four main leads. Emily Bader from Charmed. Roland Buck III from Better Call Saul. Dan Lippert from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And Henry... Ayers Brown? I don't... Henry Ayers Brown, yeah. From Monsterland. Um, it will not be connected to the original storyline, but will start over with the haunting of an entirely new group. Then why are you putting it in the series? Call it something else. Do something else. It's possible that Toby, the demonic spirit that haunted Katie and her family, could find a new home in one or all the new characters. That would make no fucking sense. Or the reboot could explore an entirely new entity. That would make not no... Oren Pelly will executive produce the newest the newest film along with Jason Blum. I gave Ghost Dimension a I'll give it a two. Thank you. <laughs> I almost I was I'm like, no, I'm not gonna give it a three. I give it a two. Because I honestly could hardly even like, stand I'm the film. I'm not going to give it a three. I'm I've seen it, it twice. I'm going to give it. I've seen it twice. Watching it again for this. This was the second time I yep. ever watched it. And I, I watched like, it in the theater. I am never and going I saw to watch. I was like, again. I'm never going to watch this movie. Never going to watch this movie again. Also, like, um, oh my god. If I was going to let you guys know, so I've been rewatching the Conjuring universe in the Conjuring movies in chronological order. Um, I am not watching La Llorona. I'm not. Like, I'm not fucking no. watching it. Like, today I watched La Llorona. I finished um, Annabelle yesterday. I watched Annabelle Comes Home, or I watched Half the Conjuring today. I can't watch the talk to the end. Um, and then I watched Annabelle Comes Home, and then the next one chronologically is supposed to be La Llorona no. and then The Conjuring 2. I'm just watching The Conjuring 2. Like, I'm not watching La Llorona. I don't like, care what anybody the says. Only just the only thing that connects priest. La Llorona is the priest. That's it. Otherwise, it has nothing else to do. Nope. It wasn't, it wasn't one, it wasn't from Ed Lorraine's files. There's no tie-in to Annabelle. There's no tie-in to Valak. It's There's also no a terrible tie -in. And it just was not good. It just wasn't good. And also, with the lore, we did a whole really, really researched and well-done podcast about the, uh, the lore behind um, La Llorona and it's that's really integral to the Hispanic community mm -hmm. and this movie I just don't I mean I feel like the story of it is so much scarier and creepier than what this movie could have offered and I just didn't care for it so I think that there's ones in the series like you could watch one through five and just act like Ghost Dimension didn't even fucking exist. And I'm, I don't know. If you I really would. could just watch one, two, one, three, and five. Or yeah, one, two, three, and five. You could skip you four. Really don't need four, four. Four doesn't make um, any sense to anything. So. And uh, yeah, but you it's just got some cool plot twists. You definitely didn't need six. You definitely didn't need to watch six Ghost Dimension. It was awful. And anyway, um, ranking them. As far as my most favorite to my least favorite, um, I just go straight. So it's one, two, three, because um, I just feel like one through three just fit perfectly in a row together. 
and then um five four and then six yeah six is always going to be the least because yeah i i literally can't this movie's so fucking bad well the only one we disagree on is two and three mine's yeah. one three two four or uh one three two five four six yeah so whoo yeah because otherwise it got fun till we had to get to the last one and then it's like a goddamn headache and, and i felt and the only reason why i had to go through six the way i did was just to explain how it made no fucking sense and mm-hmm. it's so rando and weird and the only connection you have is the house I thought it was kind of cool that Katie was the one that sold up the house, though. Okay, that was Katie cool. Something I that was, was like, cool. but that was that's it. That's yeah, why. There's, that's there's... why the movie didn't get a rating of a one. Nothing else. <laughs> oh, by the way, guys, we will be watching the uh, new Conjuring movie this Friday. So, Shh. or I mean, I am. You're not. <sighs> you I don't know are. what you're gonna do. I don't know what you're gonna do. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do. You're going to have to figure that out. I know. Well, I told you I didn't know because I was going to possibly be hanging out with Kai. So, anyway, so. I won't watch it without you. Fine. That makes me feel all guilty about it. Good. Be feel, be feel guilty. Then fine that I'm not watching it. Okay. Fine. This fine. Been, this has been a long fucking podcast. I Good love job. You. Good job. I love you. I just said good job. Thanks. Thanks! I did it all by myself! Well, these always go long. We have to go through six goddamn movies. I, I know. Well, technically five, and then... I'm kind of, I'm kind of sincerely... Yeah. I did not really know anything new about the seventh one until just now, and I'm kind of sincerely mad that it's a whole new story, and they're going to call it Paranormal Activity 7. Stop doing this shit! Even if Toby is the demon. Actually, don't do that. Because that's going to make it even fucking worse. Okay, this is going to be a really unpopular opinion. But... There's a lot of horror franchises that I'm just... I want to stop. Like, please. That's don't, not an unpopular Don't opinion. do anymore. That's a good like, opinion. <laughs> I love my... Like, okay, this is going to hit a lot of people hard. Because I do love... Michael, but like after the, I don't want any more motherfucking Halloween movies. Like I'm so done with Halloween movies. Like I literally don't want any more. I mean, obviously I'm going to see the new, the new ones, but so what? There's two more, two more. Apparently, that's what they say. Okay, can we? I don't. Okay, okay <laughs> please no more. Please, I please stop. Please, please stop. Please stop. Don't. <laughs> I'm just done. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I'm over it. Like, after they make this last Scream movie, please don't make any more Scream movies. Like, I'm fucking done. After this Paranormal Activity, please don't make any more. Don't make any more Halloween. These franchises need to stop. They just need to stop because you've gotten to where once you get, like, four, five, six movies in, you've gotten to where there's no more left for you to go and it's just too fucking much. It's way too fucking much. And yeah, it just, it needs to stop. It really needs to stop. I'm I'm so done with these franchises. The only one that's doing it right is Chucky because they're putting it into a television series. Like continuing to do these movies over and over and over and over again. It's, it's killing it. It's killing 
the foundation of what started them in the first place. And it just wipes it all away. It just wipes it all away. And you get, it become it's, it's beating a dead horse. At you that get point. paranormal activity six. That's exactly what you get. <laughs> like, I, you know, I mean, what more, what more can you do? What more can you there's fucking nothing. do? And there's nothing left. Like we need original horror fans want original movie ideas. Like we love franchises, but once the franchises are done, stick a fucking take Robbie's fork <laughs> and fucking shove it into the franchise. Like they're over, they're done. And it, paranormal activity is the biggest one I'm starting to get really fucking aggravated with because you guys really nailed it in the beginning and then it started going off the rails and I, I really don't know what more they can do especially if you're you know deviating from the whole storyline like what the what the fuck more can you do if i don't you're deviating from the storyline don't call it paranormal activity seven then do something start else. a brand new like film. spiral it's not saw inspired by but it's not saw we ended the franchise now we have something totally different even the hatchet you movies can, you can spin off franchises even the hatchet movies perfect ode to friday the 13th yeah but it isn't jason they aren't really very don't they aren't very good movies, movies. I, 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 I mean they're not hatchet is a terrible but, a terrible example but someone took an original idea and made an paid an ode to a slasher that everyone knows. Right. Just like Spiral did. Right. Do shit like that. You can be inspired by a franchise, not have to continually rip off a franchise until it's just been beaten. Host was inspired by many films. Yeah. You can see the found footage films that Host was inspired by, but it was an original concept. Brand new cast. Not ripped off of some shit. Yeah, I'm just, I'm over it. We're, we're all over I it. I am, I'm over it. I just had to throw that in there because when we do these, fran when we do these series, it's, they're interesting because what it ultimately makes me realize at the end of the day oh, is how I'm really just, I'm fed up with the continuation of, of a lot of these franchises and I, I get it. It's, well, this is the thing. It's a money grab and fans know when it's a money grab. Because the movies start to suck more and more and more and more and more. But they're going to, as long as the production company makes the money back in box office, you know, they've made their money. So they really don't give a shit what the audience thinks. As long as they make their money back, they don't care. As long as it's not considered a bomb, they don't care. So that's what pisses me off. Because once, once you know it's just a money grab, as a fan, you've lost me. So, all right, guys. Well, we know these go long, but we hope you enjoyed it because, you know, we had to talk about it at some point. We had to talk about the Paranormal Activity movies um, and get those out of the way. And, uh, yeah. So, I will, I'll let you go over what next week is. Next week, we are doing a um, kind of a murder mystery uh unsolved solved murder it came again um scared to death podcast nails it if you guys haven't listened to it yet you have to it's just too much fun and really fucking scary um teresita bassa 
the solved murder from beyond the grave. I really don't want to give anything away about this, except that it was featured on Unsolved Mysteries, like the old Unsolved Mysteries back in the day. Um, and it is seriously one of the craziest murders. Like, okay, I'll just put it to you like this. If someone's, if, okay, say someone's murder is unsolved, but they can come back from the grave to solve their own murder. Like, just... Have you guys seen the movie What Lies Beneath? There you go. Like, just <laughs> take take that movie and take the concept of that movie and imagine if that really fucking happened. Not to, like, like give the entire really plot happened. of that movie away. I mean, it's a it, really, really great old. fucking movie. And it's if old. you haven't seen it by now, like, I'm sorry, but... I mean, we didn't give everything away, but like the movie's great, but you still watch anyway. But yeah, so let's just say that that plot of that movie really happened. So we're going to be talking about Teresita's case next week. I am so fucking excited. Um, Yeah. Do we... Yeah, Alright guys, you know where to find us. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all at DFWTO Podcast. The handles is DFWTO8811. If you would like to send us an email, say, hey... Or just send, you know, ghost stories or whatever that we can use for our next listener's episode. Please send that to DF, or, uh, DFWTO8493 at gmail.com. And uh, we are on iTunes, Podbean. We're actually featured on Podbean right now, which is super cool. Um, iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Give me a minute. My brain's like, mm, yeah. Um, leave us a review, subscribe to us, and you'll know when we put out new episodes every single week. You guys have a fantastic week. Be safe. And remember, don't don't fuck fuck with the original. original. We love you. (laughs) It's my bone song.